Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Ooh. You got coronavirus. Once again, the America, in America, the rule of law, our constitution, and the will of the people prevail. No cause or evidence was found to reverse or question or dispute the results. It was the most secure election in American history. You know, in this battle, <clears throat> for the soul of America, democracy prevailed. And now it's time to turn the page. For we, the United States of America, has always set the example for the world for a peaceful transition of power. <clears throat> Shut up, old man! <laughs> Merry Christmas! I'm gonna give you to the count of ten... To get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. One, two, ten. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, and a happy new year. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. What happened to your Santa hat? Yeah, Christmas, whatever. We missed the meeting, I guess. (laughs) Well, Merry Christmas week, everyone. Hope you are all uh, ready for the holidays, of course. But the news stops for nobody, not even Santa Claus. So we will catch up on it all. The Electoral College votes to make Joe Biden your next president of the United States. And Joe hacks up a victory speech, if you can call it that, while media rumors (laughs) circulate. And that was just that was perfect. (laughs) That was cheap. (laughs) I'm saying his speech was perfect. It was perfectly Joe. We'll we'll catch in on it Uh, or we'll catch up with it. And then um, media rumors circulate that uh, that Trump is considering declaring martial law to stop that presidency from happening. And Trump denies those reports, but he is having strategy meetings. So what's next in this saga? We will discuss. There's certainly more to come. Before that, though, plenty of Grinches are out there politicizing Christmas. Gretchen Whitmer using Santa Claus to politicize uh, and propagandize kids. That was something to see. Uh, Dr. Fauci says he personally vaccinated Santa. So mm-hmm. don't worry, kids. All safe for, what, two months? Is that the guaranteed? He's good through the Christmas season, but by the time St. Patrick's Day rolls around, Santa's screwed. That's the honest answer. And speaking of the vaccines, they are rolling out with um, plenty of public displays of inoculation, but not all are going very smoothly. Some were downright bizarre. We'll catch up on uh, on all of those. Plus, the week's lockdown news spoiler alert uh, even if you choose to get the vaccine don't expect the power grabs to go away they uh only will in fact no. intensify plus a case of hope's Things hate aren't to gonna close go back to normal i know it's funny how 
the goalposts keep shifting and the terms of the deal, it's like Darth Vader. I've altered the deal every every few weeks. You think you've met the goal and then, nope, new goal. Oh, funny how that works. Uh, plus, uh, we got a co- case of hoax hate to close as well. The Trump 2020 graffiti and arson attacks continue supposedly even weeks after the election in whose name these crimes are being committed. Do you think Trump 2020 graffiti is going to carry on into 2021 in these hoax hate crimes? Yes. Probably. Uh, We'll see. In fairness, I don't know that this one is a hoax, but it screams opportunistic fundraiser. We'll catch up with that at the end of the show. And we will check in with Super Chats on YouTube, Streamlabs, and DLive as well. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material remember you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website that's mattchristensenmedia.com one of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from listener-owned businesses of course this week's feature business is our friends at sonoran defense technologies uh if you're looking for the absolute best customized guns and magazines around. You got to check out our friends at Sonoran. And remember, their awesome laser work isn't just limited to guns. They also custom engraved that new PC of mine on which we run the show. Uh, they made my PC awesome. I have a custom Glock 19 from Sonoran. It's awesome too. Their laser stippling feels just as good as it looks. So not only does Sonoran make the coolest custom Glocks that you can see on your screen, not only can they spice up your magazine collection with laser engraved designs, but they can custom engrave tons of different items to personalize them for you. If you want something engraved, Sonoran can help you out and they serve people all across the country and beyond. So whether you want the coolest gun at the range or something else personalized, head on over to SonoranDefense.com and get in touch. Our friends at Sonoran can help you out and be sure to follow them on Instagram. That's at Sonoran Defense for secret designs you might not see elsewhere. Sonoran Defense offers listeners of this show 10% off all their products and services using the promo code G's. That's J-E-E-Z for 10% off with Sonoran Defense. Find everything you need from Sonoran, plus other special deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners. By listeners. All right. Hopping into the news. Explain to me why the hell Bill Barr resigned. It remains a mystery, but there's got to be an explanation out there. He just wants to hang out with his family for Christmas. Is that the Don't official you know? answer? That's what he's saying, but there's no way that's true. Um, so he resigned on Monday. And Trump, of course, went on Twitter and said, you know, sang his praises and blah, 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 blah. Um, Barr's had some stuff in his in his statement about the partisan onslaught. He said uh, that this is a relentless, implacable resistance. He talked about that a little bit. Um, so he's leaving the Justice Department this week. Um, and Trump announced it on Twitter on Monday. Uh, I'm not even going to read this because it's just platitudes, but this obviously sounds like bullshit. And so I was thinking, why would he do this? He was going to be out in a month anyway. Why bother? And I was thinking my initial reaction was like, well, he probably is embarrassed by Trump's refusal to concede or something's on the horizon. And he's like, I can't be associated with this. With whatever the only thing next. that makes sense to me is he knows something's coming and he does not want to be a part of it. My only hesitation in that theory is that if he if it was known between Trump and him, that was the reason 
typically when that happens, Trump goes out and slams that person. But both of them had nothing but glowing words to say about each other, which is in the Trump world is pretty bizarre to see someone leave or what we don't we don't know if he had a conflict with the president or not. But anytime there's any sort of conflict with the president, he usually makes noise about it on Twitter. Not not in this case. I don't know. Maybe they had an agreement or something. Yeah. But I just can't imagine that it's true. I just want to spend time with my family. It's like, just do nothing until you leave anyway in a month. Yeah. Take an extended vacation. I I don't know. They're well, we'll see. I'm working on, I'm operating under the theory that he knows something doesn't want to participate. So he's leaving. That seems to be the most. Maybe Trump is like, I am going to get removed from the white house by force. And and Barr is like, no, (laughs) I will not be operating the turrets to defend you. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's it. We'll I see. I know that. we're hilarious. all signs are we are in store for a show in the next month or so. So, uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's leaving for that reason. I don't know if it's going to be a forcible extraction from the white house or a Custer's last stand style event at the white house, but uh, maybe, maybe that's <laughs> Blunt's like, yeah, the most blood, most defensive mm-hmm. blood possible. Susan. Just the most chaos possible. (laughs) You know, I don't think that Trump should ever concede. It's so obvious. is obvious. On the Wednesday show, uh, what should Trump concede and what would be gained by doing it? Now, normally I am in favor of upholding the integrity of our country over your own personal whims. I I agree with that principle. However. But, (laughs) But how many times have... All we've watched for the last four years is just a parade of bastardization of the integrity of our institutions. And to submit to that and to grant it legitimacy is itself bastardization as far as I'm concerned. It's not as though if Trump comes out and says, well, I guess I lost the election. All the best to Joe Biden. That suddenly the Democrats and Biden himself will offer genuine olive branches. All they do is talk. Oh, I'm going to be a president for the people who didn't vote for me, too. Yeah, I bet. I bet you will. I bet you're going to really work together with uh, with uh, exactly. this side of the aisle. I bet that's really going to happen. I can't wait. That's why I find all these calls for unity from the left so deeply offensive, because I'm like, now you're going to act like this is uh, not totally hypocritical. Like you really mean what you say. You, it means submit. Unify means yeah. submit. That's what it means. It, exactly. It, it doesn't mean I respect your principles and I'll try to find common ground. It means submit to my will. And uh, no, I, I don't want to do that. So. And I, I highly doubt Trump does too. right or wrong. I don't see him conceding. You can have the debate about whether he should. That would be the least Trumpy thing in the history of Trumpy things. No, he should never concede. He should be a thorn in the side of the left and then spend the next four years campaigning. Although he's going to be so old. Huge news of the weekend. I gave it a week off because I know how much you love talking about female football players. So I didn't want to. I do kind of like it. <laughs> Anything to destroy sports. I didn't want to return to it, but uh, in in fairness to Sarah Fuller, the uh, legendary female kicker of Vanderbilt University who kicked uh, not only a perfectly executed dribbling, bouncing squib kick that we saw a few weeks ago, but since we last heard the story, she kicked two extra points as well against Tennessee. That was last weekend. Oh, who cares? Now, that move was pure virtue signaling. If you don't understand, if you don't know the ins and outs of football... Vanderbilt kept two kickers on their team last weekend. They put her in to kick the very, very short ones. And then they put a guy out there 
to kick the long ones. So a guy attempted the field goals. She did the point after touchdowns, the extra points. So it was pure virtue signal. There's no reason to have two kickers on your roster to do the same job. She just does the easier part of that job. But they did it anyway. So she became the first female to score in a Power 5 conference football game. Now, why does any of that matter necessarily? Well, get this. It was announced by the College Football Hall of Fame that they have put her jersey and helmet on display in the Hall of Fame of all the guys who have worked hard and just worked their butts off to become college football players and uh, to try to compete in a highly competitive arena. They hand it to this chick who strolled out onto the field for a squib kick and a chip shot. She's now in the Hall of Fame. Unironically, I'm saying this American hero because she's making a mockery of this national pastime that is such a waste of time it's so gay and so stupid good for you sarah fuller american here <sighs> between this and the nfl honoring uh, a drive-by shooter uh and all the other things that's been going on i'm i'm teetering toward football is gay blonde perspective i don't know <laughs> I'm, I'm closer there than i have been in the past uh the thing i don't get about this display either this isn't even the jersey that she wore when she did the the kick that scored the, the point after touchdowns that did the uh or that were the scoring points that set her record those those jerseys were black this one is white so it's not even the jersey she was wearing i don't know whatever uh before we hop into some christmas stories perhaps you have um well, perhaps you need a last minute christmas gift or Perhaps you have some anxiety about gathering with your family or friends during these dangerous times. Well, you are in luck. You can pick up the Hugsy Hugging Coat and uh, all your problems will be solved. Check this out. Get ready to hug. Just a garbage bag shaped like a jacket. Get yours now. They are uh, like this makes me wish that this pandemic were real. (laughs) Well, I do find it interesting that now if you wear a garbage bag over your face and your body as a jacket, that's the mark of a non-conspiracy theorist. That's the mark of like a a sane person. That is just a slightly different variant of the tinfoil hat. The plastic bag jacket is the functional equivalent of the tinfoil hat. But that's like we're all conspiracy theorists for questioning the direction of some of this stuff. If you're curious, they're made in the UK. They sell for about seven bucks plus free shipping right now. So hop on that deal. Or you could just, you know, cut holes in a garbage bag and do it that way. I suppose that's dangerous, though. You might suffocate. (laughs) Please do. No, if you suffocate that way, you had it coming. You deserve it. And I don't feel sorry for you. And if you want a gift for yourself breaking just before the stream, there might be more information. I I saw this just an hour and a half ago or so. So there might be more information right now. But Mitch McConnell has just announced that Congress has reached an agreement on another coronavirus rescue package. Reportedly, you can expect, I, I think the 600 Corona bucks are part of this extended unemployment benefits, small business aid, a bunch of other bullshit that, um, you know, is nowhere near as good as just ending lockdowns and, I don't know, stopping stealing so much of our money in the first place i love this we're begging for scraps from these people who steal from us on a yearly basis and we're acting like that's going to save us how about we just how about we just don't give them that money for redistribution in the first place and call it good yeah really 
what did they say in the World Economic Forum? You'll you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. I forgot I about that. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to talk about that. That was so weird. That weird propaganda with that grinning guy. You'll have nothing and you'll love it. It's just what's yeah. most remarkable about that to me is that they're they're telling us now. I'd almost well, rather them still be subversive. It's like they feel comfortable enough just to tell us what they're going to do. That makes me fear for the state of the world. Uh, maybe they're that convinced we lack critical thinking skills to that degree. And to be honest, I wouldn't blame them if they uh, think that it's been demonstrated pretty routinely throughout this year. Well, I mentioned uh, there were plenty of Grinches and uh, Christmas propagandists. If you, if you thought Christmas would be a safe, a safe sanctuary from the insane politics of 2020, of course not. Think again. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer posted a video on her Twitter account Wednesday morning recruiting Santa Claus to help her propagandize children and convince them to stay away from their families this year. And I also know someone who's been really following the rules and making sure that he stays safe and the elves stay safe. And so my special guest is Santa Claus. Hello, boys and girls. How are you? Does anyone have a question for Santa Claus? Santa, do you have to wear a mask? When I'm in my workshop with all my elves, we all are masked up in social distancing. I also also hand sanitizer if you're done with the cookies and milk. That was a good suggestion. Excuse me, Santa. Is yeah. This- I think we're so far up north that it might not be getting to us, but we're not going to take any chances. We're all going to mask up. What I would suggest to do is what the governor is telling all the people of the great state of Michigan to do. Social distance, wash your hands, and make sure you wear your mask. And another way to stay safe during the holiday is to stay home, but call your grandparents and your cousins and your family. This year, it has to look a little bit different so we can stay safe. No, it really doesn't. (laughs) It really doesn't have to look a little bit different. Your thoughts? I mean, I'm not supposed to call for the death or violence against any public officials, so I'm just going to let my face... (laughs) but this is my urge right. to kill is rising every time I see something like this. Oh, Christmas what am I supposed has to, to do about this? It has to it's be the, a little different. Yeah. And all the parents that are involved in this too. Oh, shame. Shame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to be different. Why? Friendly reminder, children generally do not suffer from, nor do they transmit the virus. They are the, the demographic for whom the flu is actually worse. So if we're not shutting down Christmas for children, Based on the flu each and every year, there is no rational reason to do it this year. And again, I have to go back to just the developmental damage that we're doing to children in pursuit of this so-called greater good. When we teach kids that simply being in the presence of their family or friends makes them a bad person or means they're doing something wrong or they're a danger. Imagine child abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine what kind of weird screwed up adult you become when you've been conditioned that way as a kid, the the developmental consequences for this generation of children will be dire. And, um, we're stunting their development and we're convincing ourselves that we're virtuous people for doing this. Who is we? I've never been a part of this. The powers that be. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And, uh, Dr. Fauci, 
Dr. Uh, Fauci did basically the, was the last one of these, but, but, uh, he joined CNN's ongoing effort to propagandize children, just like, uh, Gretchen Whitmer with, uh, with the Sesame street characters. So recall previously we saw big bird and Elmo and company help, uh, Van Jones and the rest of the CNN crew to propagandize children about racism. They're, they were doing a similar segment with Dr. Fauci about coronavirus and Christmas. And Dr. Fauci says, don't worry, kids. I gave Santa Claus the shot. Here's Dr. Fauci. How did Santa get the vaccine? And is it safe for him to go in the house? Well, how can Santa Claus safely give out presents with COVID-19 spreading everywhere? Will Santa still be able to visit me in coronavirus season? What if he can't go to anyone's house or near his reindeer? Well, I have to say I took care of that for you because I was worried that you'd all be upset. So what I did a little while ago, I took a trip up there to the North Pole. I went there and I vaccinated Santa Claus myself. I measured his level of immunity and he is good to go. He can come down the chimney. He can leave the presents. He can leave and you have nothing to worry about. Dr. Fauci, you've made so many kids around <laughs> the world so happy just now. Now, quick aside, at first I thought this lady doing the translation for the uh, hard of hearing child who was, uh, she's, she's translating his, um, oh, what's the, the sign language? I thought she had a mask with a hole in it for her mouth so he could read her Is lips. It clear? Yeah, I, I, I thought that's what it was. But then another frame I saw and I was like, okay, it's clear plastic. For a second, I thought we were doing the stupidest thing possible, which was wearing a mask with a hole in it for your mouth. Not this quite. is so heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't even derive any humor out of any of this because it is just so sad and abusive to these children that are going to be so neurotic when they're our age. Yeah. So yeah. neurotic. Well, it just just think again, the conditioning for these children of all the questions you could ask about the myth of Santa Claus. How does he fly? How does he get to all the children in the world in just one night's time? How does he fit his fat ass down the chimney? The question to ask is, how does he operate in a world with a virus with a 99.7 or 8% survival rate? That that's Of all the wonder of Santa Claus, that's what we've conditioned our children to. Uh, it's much higher than that for, for to wonder. People. Oh, and for, for children. For children, yeah. it's 99.997 survival rate. Yeah. Exceptionally or for under rare. 20 even. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and then just not to mention, they're, they're conditioned to look at Fauci as a savior here. The only reason Santa Claus can operate is because Fauci has enabled him to operate. Santa Claus operated long before Dr. Fauci. He's going to operate no matter what Dr. Fauci says. He's going to operate long after Dr. Fauci is dead. It's just uh, it's that hero building that, uh, you know, again, to your point, who the parent, who are the parents submitting their children to this sort of bullshit? Uh, one wonders. But uh, I don't we don't necessarily get to see them. And then uh, one more story here. Uh, Black Lives Matter activists harassed a children's charity event in Wisconsin. This is uh, West Allis outside of uh, Milwaukee. The event is called Candy Cane Lane. It's, uh, I guess, a Christmas light viewing event. And the event raises money for children's cancer charities each year. The People's Revolution, a Black Lives Matter organization, marched down the street with bullhorns and signs 
telling everyone that it's black children's lives that matter. Never mind that these people are raising money for kids with cancer, regardless of race. How much money do you think those protesters raised for disadvantaged black youth? Goose egg. None. Zero dollars. But uh, yeah, they're the ones who are really out there for justice. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, I, at least as far as I can tell, there was not any um, violence or property destruction. So that would be an improvement, I would say, over your typical event. Is that the standard we have for black people now? Yeah, non-Black Lives Matter activists, at least. Oh, sorry. But, that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> okay. All right. Be merciful, Susan. Please. All right. Moving, into, moving on to uh, election news. As expected, the electors for... Uh, all the states submitted their votes on Monday with the Electoral College result of 306 votes for Biden, 232 for Trump. That is uh, the same Electoral College vote by which Trump defeated Hillary four years prior. And there were some episodes of these dueling electors in Michigan and Georgia and elsewhere, but those votes uh, don't have legal impact absent some sort of um, legal challenge. There were kind of these dramatic events where there were some dueling electors trying to get into certain buildings in Michigan and they were denied entry and there was a lot of drama surrounding that. Uh, As far as I understand, those electors do not have legal weight or authority. Uh, But in any case, Joe Biden gave a speech on Monday night in celebration of the... um, of the formalizing of his win. Uh, but he hardly made his, sorry, do you have something to say? I don't know how to transition this way without messing up the flow of the show, but we did skip a topic. What did we skip? Oh yeah. Sorry. I didn't even have that in here. Where is it? Oh, go back to Christmas really quick before we get to Joe <laughs> Biden. Thank you for, it's very important. That's good. Thank you for uh, keeping my eye on it. We'll get back to Joe in a moment. Uh, This was another Christmas buzzkill. The Washington Post put out this tweet uh, trying to buzzkill Christmas with supposed Corona death counts. Uh, This is the analysis from Saturday. They said there's a coronavirus death uh, in this country every 33 seconds measured another way. Every time you listen to Bing Crosby's White Christmas, five people have died from the uh, virus during the song. Imagine that. But we could do that. We could do that every year. We could say, okay, how many people have uh, have died of heart disease during the singing of this song? Uh, How many more died of heart disease than coronavirus this year during the singing of the song? How many died of cancer? How many died of car crashes? And you might say, oh, well, those those aren't contagious conditions. That's way different. Well, okay, but you could still do the same measurement of deaths using the flu measured against the song. When it existed. When it was a thing. (laughs) You could do that. And then as we'll get to later in the show, uh, preliminary data suggests 2020 is not going to be an outlier year for deaths. Uh, I'll stress that that's preliminary. It's not finalized. But the way the data are looking now, you're not going to have some drastic increase in total deaths. So you really could just do this analysis with deaths each and every year. Say, oh, when you sing White Christmas, 50 people died during that by all causes. Well, okay. I mean, that's there's a lot of people on the planet. People die on a second by second basis. What do you want? We're supposed to don't 7,500 Americans die a day. I think it's more than that. Like 8,000, but yeah, roughly. 
Yeah. So really on a second by second basis. I was watching Paul Joseph Watson's video today and coronavirus is the 24th leading cause of death in the even UK. with the inflated numbers yeah yeah they can't even pump it up higher than that mm. well anyway back to uh back to joe biden as i mentioned he gets the uh the electoral college vote win uh that is not necessarily surprising but we did see some uh, attempted thwarting of that but that's the way the vote went and this is the context for joe giving his speech on monday night in celebration of the formalizing of his uh of his supposed win but he hardly made his way through it. He was uh, he was hacking up a lung the whole time. We will try to listen to it, but it's difficult to listen to. Today, a member of the of the Electoral College representing the certified winner cast their votes for president and vice president of the United States. And once again, <clears throat> the American America, the rule of law, our Constitution and the will of the people prevail. No cause or evidence was found to reverse or question or dispute the results. You know, in this battle for the soul of America, democracy prevailed. We, the people, voted. Faith in our institutions held. And now it's time to turn the page, as we've done throughout our history, to unite, to heal. For we, the United States of America, has always set the example for the world for a peaceful transition of power. <clears throat> most votes ever joe biden by the way note the uh the coughing into the hand on multiple occasions this is the guy who's lecturing you about wearing masks and uh and all the rest social distancing he coughs into his hands by habit multiple times did you Nobody's... say president <laughs> i was gonna say like it's not even the coughing okay i understand we all get uh we all lose our voice sometimes it happens on this show. I'm that's not uncommon, I suppose, but uh, there's just pure nonsense in the speech and he, and he's not speaking off the cuff. He's reading from a teleprompter. So I, I transcribed some of what we just heard today. Member of the electoral college representing the certified winner cast their votes for president and vi- vice president of the United States. And once again, the American America the rule of law, our constitution and the will of the people prevailed. It, I, I honestly don't know the American America. Does he mean is, was that intentional? Was that, I don't, I don't think so. The American, what the American America, is say, America, the rule of law, our constitution and the will of the people. Maybe that's what he meant. I, I don't know, but he's reading from a script and still screwing it up routinely as he goes beyond that's the coughing right. in his hand, beyond the coughing itself going to be a long four years. Uh, or will it? Will it be a long yeah, month really. before he dies? He might have his own get thrown rigor mortis style into a moving van. Yeah. They're, uh, the campaign is saying that he uh, has a cold. That's the mm-hmm. official explanation. Or not even him. He said he has a cold. Joe Biden said that. That's the official explanation for what we uh, saw. I don't know word on how his broken foot is doing, but he has a cold and a broken foot, oh, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. As far as saying there's no cause to even question the results, Joe Biden disagreed with that back when he ran for president in 2008. This clip was circulating this week. In 2007, he said voting machines are inherently untrustworthy and we need a nationally standardized system of voting on paper ballots. How are you going to keep it from us being able to be in a position where you can manipulate the machines, manipulate the records? 
The one way to do that is, I think we should pass a federal law mandating that the same machines with paper trails be mandatory for every federal election. So in a nutshell, I think we should be mandating, mandating that we have a paper ballot with a standardized machine, a standardized uh, requirement. Okay. I'd be curious to hear his answer now why you can't even question just the process, regardless of whether you have evidence of specific fraud. If we think that these machines are inherently untrustworthy as we did, you know, 12 years ago, by the way, that's 12 years ago and he still looks old as hell. Yeah. 12 years ago, he's been in the Senate and the vice president of the United States since. But yes, that guy who's still old 12 years ago is going to change and fix everything, even though he's been in position to do that for decades on end. Most votes in U.S. history. (laughs) Record holder. Well, as far as the uh, legal challenges and investigations, there was uh, this forensic audit report of Dominion voting machines in Antrim County in Michigan. And this was the county that had national attention after it was uh, discovered that a quote unquote error flipped 6,000 Trump votes for Biden. At the time, election officials blamed user error, but not computers. Remember, they said the clerk forgot to update the software. And then the other Dominion error in Georgia was they did update the software. So that's right. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Yeah. If the human error is updating or not updating your software, it's a high probability that your software actually sucks. uh, I would contend. But what I'm not a software engineer. So I guess what would I know? Well, Uh, On Monday, a judge unsealed this report as part of a lawsuit filed against the county. The audit was produced by Allied Security Operations Group, a firm that has worked with uh, lawyers for Trump and his allies. And the report disagrees with the state's assessment that it was human error in, in this county in Michigan. This report says the vote flipping happened because of machine error built into the system designed to create error. The report reads in part, We conclude that the Dominion voting system is intentionally and purposefully designed with inherent errors to create systemic fraud and influence uh, and influence election results. The system intentionally generated an enormously high number of ballot errors. The electronic ballots are then transferred for adjudication. The intentional errors lead to bulk adjudication of ballots with no oversight, no transparency and no audit trail. This leads to voter or election fraud. The state is still maintaining that it was human error that caused the issue. The state still says the county clerk accidentally did not update the software used to collect the voting machine data and report it to the state. So I guess if I'm understanding correctly, this is some sort of something to do, not necessarily with the voting machine itself, but some some intermediary between the data collection from the voting machines, the compiling of the data and the sending of the data to the state for the state's tabulation. The attorney general's office says the the audit is inaccurate, incomplete and misleading. So they just they say it's a bunch of crap and they're still going with the human error um, explanation. But let's say that, that that's that that's correct and that it was human error. They failed to update the system. That's why this happened. Uh, the question would still be, why did an old version of the software produce this sort of result? Six thousand. This is a fairly small county. That's a major error. And if it even if it is user error, why are we so committed to this voting system, even if it can be if, if it can have this sort of easy mistake where someone forgets to click a few buttons and you get a vote result that's off by thousands? Why would we remain committed to such a system? Why? why I'll buy to everything open the door for future fraud. Obviously. <laughs> I, I'd like to have a good faith 
explanation or believe in a good faith explanation beyond that. But what else would it be? Wouldn't that be nice? What else could could it be? Good faith, anything these days. Uh, No, we can't. We clearly can't trust these people. Obvious voter fraud is obvious. Like this, this clearly happened. I don't know what else to say. It clearly happened and they're going to pull it off. It, it seems so. The, there are a few options remaining on the table. We will get to those momentarily, but there were a few other state updates. Uh, there's been all sorts of pressure on the Georgia secretary of state and the governor to have a uh, statewide signature audit, or at least Fulton County where we saw uh, some of the antics of uh, suitcase gate and the, uh, and stretch gate. Remember the stretch with the, uh, the USB pass off and stuff. That was all Fulton County. The Georgia secretary of state, has not agreed to make that statewide uh, or Fulton County signature audit happen at least yet. But on Monday did announce a signature audit of Cobb County. And that, that apparently includes small parts of Atlanta. This is suburban Atlanta. It's going to take two weeks to complete. The numbers are not significant enough to sway the Georgia results. So this, unless they announce more signature audits, this isn't going to change anything. Why this County Trump's campaign had claimed that Cobb County hadn't properly conducted signature matches in June. So the secretary of state's going to look at it. And the office says they may look statewide after this one, but uh, the clock is ticking. And for whatever reason, the Georgia secretary of state does not appear interested in um, using what time he, he does have draw your own conclusions on that. The uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court has officially rejected Trump's lawsuit challenging the state's election results. The ruling was four to three. The judges said that Trump's claims were filed too late and without merit. So this ruling ends Trump's legal challenges in Wisconsin state court. Then you had this uh, viral clip, this moment at the uh, at the Texas, the, the meeting of the Texas electors. There was a Texas elector who claimed that John Roberts meeting with the rest of the Supreme Court justices about that Texas lawsuit that we covered last week, that he flipped out on Alito and Thomas who wanted to hear the case and told them that we can't uh, we can't hear the case because if we do, there are going to be riots. This was the clip that was circulating this week. It was written by someone who's a current staffer uh, for one of the Supreme Court justices. He said that the justices, as they always do, went into a closed room to discuss you know, cases they're taking or do debate. When the Texas case was brought up, he said he heard screaming through the walls. And the reason, the, the words that were heard through the wall um, when Justice Thomas and Justice Alito were citing uh, Bush versus Gore from John Roberts were, I don't give up about that case. I don't want to hear about it. At that time, we didn't have riots. So what he was saying was that he was afraid of what would happen if they did the right thing. And I'm sorry, but that is moral cowardice. Uh, That doesn't really seem like his jam. Also, just an account from somebody. uh, No, I'm not buying this. At best, you have to take that as hearsay. Um, just, just the claim on its face since we don't have any knowledge of who allegedly even said it, but, uh, there is plenty of reason to doubt, uh, at least, um, at least as is publicly known, the Supreme court justices haven't met in person since March. And this wasn't a story about a zoom call. Uh, this, this is Matt, the guy giving this speech. His name is Matt Parker. He's one of the electors in Texas. I guess he's a real estate developer. Some people had called him a, a state legislator, but I don't, I don't see record of that unless I'm mistaken. Uh, but he is a Texas elector, apparently. 
Um, but what he said was that uh, the justices all went into a closed room. So it wasn't even Roberts freaking out on a Zoom call at them. It was they all went into a closed room and some staffer heard them through the walls. Okay. Mm, yeah. Whatever negative opinion you have about um, John Roberts, which many are justified and I share many of them. Can you really picture him going aggro in that way that he just seems if he wanted to be underhanded, he would just be underhanded. You know, would he would he really freak out and scream at people? That seems out of character, but I don't know him personally. And then even if if Roberts did freak out in this way, if he did bitch out on the case for cowardly reasons, you still have five conservative justices on the court. You still have Alito. You still have Thomas. You still have Gorsuch. You still have Barrett. You still have Kavanaugh. So why didn't they take the case? Yeah. If it was, were they that scared of just John Roberts bitching out at them over riots? I, I doubt it. That just seems really implausible. So outside of uh, Sidney Powell's Supreme Court appeals, that leaves Trump's legal challenges all but expired. I think there are just a handful still seeking resolution. I think Georgia is still active. There might be one or two others. But that really brings us, in effect, to uh, congressional certification. So Congress still has to certify these results, uh, which is set for January 6th. It'll be a joint session of Congress, as the Constitution requires. In the House, Representative Mo Brooks of Alabama has promised to lead a challenge during that joint session of Congress. Mitch McConnell gave a speech this week congratulating Biden on the victory and on a call he urged Senate uh, members not to contest the results, but it appears that he probably will have a rogue senator or two. At least that's a distinct possibility. Um, senators who will challenge these electoral college results. Tommy Tuberville, who just won an Alabama Senate seat, was campaigning in the Georgia runoffs. And when asked about this, he would not rule out objecting to the results, at least. And several senators, I think um, Cruz has not ruled it out. Rand Paul has not ruled it out. I don't know if there's anyone in the Senate saying, I'm going to object, but they're not ruling it out, which implies they may. As far as I understand how these rules, as far as I understand how the rules go, if a member of the Senate objects, then the Senate has to convene on its own and sort this out. But what Mitch McConnell doesn't want is to have all those senators go on record and vote on the merits of the objection. He thinks it's politically inopportune for them have to. He he sees it as, am I going to side with Trump or am I going to side with the uh, will of the voters as the CNN article characterizes it. That's the choice he thinks he's putting before his members. But I, I don't know that that's really an accurate choice. The question would be, do you think that the will of the voters was properly represented? Yeah. Is that the true will of the voters? It's, it's not as though if you object, you are rejecting the will of the voters. I think what you're, you have questions if the will of the voters was properly presented, but Mitch McConnell doesn't want anything to do with this one. So he's, he's urging his members not to do that. Same thing goes in the House. If anyone objects, the House has to convene on its own and resolve that objection. Now, as a practical matter, is is, any, is Congress going to stop the certification of the the election or change the result in any way? Highly, highly unlikely. Uh, they would ha- they don't have the numbers. This is a, a few rogue Republican congressmen and senators who are talking about this. The votes aren't there to do this sort of thing unless something radically changes. So what all you're going to get out of this is a whole bunch of drama. And I'm not saying that those objecting are, are wrong. Uh, I, I think they should stand 
every member of Congress should stand for what they believe in, whichever side of this they come down on. I don't have any problem with any member doing any of that stuff, but just talking about what the outcome will be, the numbers aren't there to, uh, to contest or stop the certification of the electoral college result. So what does that leave? If Trump loses congressional certification, what are his options? Well, reports on Friday say that Trump met with Sidney Powell, which is interesting because of course, Sidney Powell had just been the, the Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis had distanced themselves from Sidney Powell after the Kraken lawsuit. Now Trump is meeting with Sidney Powell in, at the white house and according to reports, one of the ideas floated was to appoint Sidney Powell as special prosecutor to investigate 2020 election fraud. Such a move would give her some protections from firing by the incoming Biden administration. Uh, that would be a, a sight to see. Sidney Powell would be like Mueller, too, I guess. <laughs> it, I mean, it might be an interesting mirror image of what we saw the last couple of years. Uh so we'll see if that happens. But it was also reported over the weekend that at this meeting, General Flynn suggested and Trump considered the idea that declaring martial law or the idea of declaring martial law to overturn the election. So the idea would here, I guess, as reported, is to deploy the military to rerun the election in swing states. This reporting is disputed. We'll get to that in a minute. But this is what the reporting says. Uh, military would also potentially be deployed to seize Dominion voting machines for examination. Okay. Uh, Trump tweeted last night that uh, this the, these claims about martial law are fake news. He says just more knowingly bad reporting. Uh, but it is known that General Flynn has been proposing this idea. He He did float this idea on Newsmax publicly on Thursday. You can watch him talk about it. Uh, as a legal matter... The president's authority to declare martial law is is statutorily defined. It's very limited, and it's done with congressional authorization. The legal authority Trump would have to declare martial law in this context is not really clear. Supporters of the idea cite a, a 2018 executive order, and it's titled Imposing Certain Sanctions in the Event of Foreign Interference in a U.S. Election. So this executive order allows the president to impose sanctions on foreign election meddlers I, I want to give as much fairness to the people who are reading this to mean that Trump can declare martial law to correct and to correct election fraud. I don't I don't see the reading, so I'm not trying to be dismissive. I just don't see the language in the executive order that would be read that way. Maybe there are people who could explain it better to me. But at the end of the day, the authority to declare martial law is statutorily defined. It, it's in very limited, specific circumstances. And unless Congress gives the president the authority to do that, enforcement of domestic law through the military is generally not a legal thing. Yeah. So I I, I don't understand the legal theory here, but if the president is being honest publicly, it's not a thing we're going to see tested anyway. He's saying he doesn't want to do this, that maybe General Flynn brought up the idea, but he's not going to make it happen. Too bad. (laughs) (laughs) It would be a sight to see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to deploy the military to kick down our doors and uh, seize all the guns or the pistol braces or whatever else the uh, ATF is going to do, I mean, kicking down a few doors to seize some Dominion machines, fair's fair, I guess. We're going to go door kicking in 2021. Let's just kick them all. All right. Uh, What Trump does want, I guess, is a wild protest on certification day. 
commenting on a Peter, a Peter Navarro report on election fraud. Trump said on Twitter on Friday night that there will be a big protest in D.C. on January 6th during that congressional certification. Trump says be there will be wild. So you uh, you likely won't see much on the election front for the next couple of weeks. But uh, I would say get ready for renewed drama in the new year. I definitely believe there are a few surprises left in store. That's not me predicting that Trump's going to pull a rabbit out of a hat necessarily. It's just all signs show this is not a person who's writing a concession speech. This is a person who is looking for every available avenue to try to try to make this thing happen. So uh, as we discussed, I don't think Trump's going to concede. I think there's more show to be seen. Get ready for at least the entertainment coming in January 2021. None of this matters anymore. We need to be thinking ahead about what we're going to do. Have you I heard re- of this greater Idaho movement? No. It's, oh, is that the to annex with like Eastern Oregon? Yes. And Northern California, including Redding. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. So, okay. This is how we need to be thinking about things. It's like, I, I'm so over the Trump thing. I'm, I'm like, all right, this is this, this part of the political discussion over done with what's next. We need to be thinking like this. How can we aggregate conservative votes in conservative areas. Mm. Um, and I know I've shilled for him on the show before and I just did in the live chat, but everybody has got to listen to this guy, legal man. He's not on YouTube. He's on Apple podcasts. His show is called the quash Q U a S H. And then on Twitter, he's at us law review. Nobody has more concise takes about the legality of what's going on and our options in the future. So that's where everybody's head needs to go. Like, like, how are we going to deal with this now? How are we going to move forward from this? How are we going to protect our rights and be with like-minded people? And I think that things like the greater Idaho movement are probably our only recourse without secession. I, I think in general, if this continues on the path that it's going and Joe Biden becomes president and they try to cram down everything they talk about cramming down, our our only options are to opt out. And I just mean opt out of everything, the federal government included. You, you have to just, yeah. you, you have to move to a place and decide this is the way I'm going to live my life. I don't care what the feds say. And honestly, if we have half the country not believing that the head of the federal government is legitimate in the first place, this is a thing that you might see happen. I am not you going imagine to, how people are not going to pay taxes. Well, the, honestly, that is an idea that intrigues me because at the end of the day, there are way more of us, than there are of them. And I don't mean like leftist liberals, democratic voters. I mean, government agents to enforce Washington DC's edicts. That's what I mean. And at the end of the day, this is not a call for resistance, Susan. This is not a call for active rebellion. What I'm saying is that their legitimacy in DC rests entirely on our consent. That's it. The the foundation of this country is the, the idea of this country is that um, consent of the government or consent of the government is what gives the government legitimacy. And if they're trying to oh, control exactly. our lives from thousands of miles away without respect to our consent, they have no moral authority. So yeah, if people just opt out to be left alone, that's not only uh, not aggressive, not violent, it's morally justified. Of so, course it's morally justified, but you know, we'd be fools to think that they're not going to come after us. Oh, of course they will. Yeah. But that's the question is, can we aggregate in numbers that exceed theirs? And like uh, one of the things that we can't talk about tonight, because I just don't have time and not everybody in our audience is a gun person, but the ATF is making moves to criminalize certain gun configurations that have been legal for years. They just changed their mind on a whim, not because Congress wrote a new law, but because the ATF as an agency has decided they don't like certain things. At the end of the day, there are like 3000 ATF agents. How many of us are there? 
And why would we yeah. lay down for them if they're talking about kicking down our doors to make us criminals for legal property that we've owned for years or decades that they just decided on a whim is illegal? We have to. We I, I agree 100%. We have to aggregate. We have to congregate. And we have to exercise our right to consent or not. That's it. They will come to our houses to take our guns and collect taxes, though. Well, the question is, who's at those houses to defend them? Yes, that, that really is the question. I don't, yeah. I don't want to see this America, but it's really knocking at the door, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. Uh, I'm trying to, I, I'm holding out full reaction until the runoffs, the Georgia runoffs, uh, assuming that uh, Republicans hold one or both of those seats. I don't feel like Joe Biden is going to get much of anything done. And even though the Supreme Court has not had a perfect record, his ability to get things done from the executive, I, I, I think the Supreme Court and the courts in general, with all of Trump's appointments, will be a, a decent safeguard against executive overreach. If they, if they pull off uh, both Georgia seats, um, pass, pass, me a, pass me a black pill or two. Things are going to get things are going to get a little. A yeah. little tougher to uh, I mean, what do you uh, to, think is going to happen? To view as rosy. Um, well, it, 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 the question is how fair, how free and fair is the election? Is the election? If um, if you had a world in which all the votes are correctly tabulated, in my opinion, I think Republicans are really pissed off based on what just happened. I think they come out to vote. I think Democrat. If I buy the theory of this election on its face. Democrats voted with a hatred Democratic voters voted with a hatred of Trump in mind. That's what motivated them to vote exclusively. They voted all those ballots with just one Biden vote and nothing else. Well, if Trump's not on the ballot anymore, are they coming out? I think the edge for enthusiasm and participation would go to Republicans in a state that's traditionally been Republican anyway. But but what world are we operating in? Are we operating in free and fair election world or are we operating in the world where Stacey Abrams just shoots ballots out of the gap in her teeth, just fires them all over the state wherever they're needed? I think, you know, the answer to that question, <laughs> but you're reconciling it. I think, yeah. you know, what situation we're in here, but I'm waiting to find out. I just I don't want to get too doom and gloom until it. I see it. the presidential election. It would be so much easier to do this in the Senate. It, it might be. I'm just saying I don't know what the results are, so I'm just. I'm trying to maintain a little Christmas cheer until I see those results. Yeah. Yeah. Let go of that brother. It's over. No, I had Christmas cheer. Christmas cheer is like the only cheery time of year after, after this, uh, good God, this entire, we'll get into the coronavirus stuff next, but Holy shit. The coronavirus stuff just keeps getting worse. Um, should we take a little break? Yeah, we should take a break. Super chats. All right, Holden Mulray. Hi, Truth Seekers. Carrie Smith, reformed SJW, now calls SJWs joy eaters. There does seem to be a connection mm. between the left and misery. Do you have any anecdotal experience with this? Thanks and God bless. Um, yeah, I mean, I've lived in American cities before I moved to, to North Idaho for like eight years. And I can't tell you how many, I used to post these people on Twitter, like people about town, you know, traipsing around with their leather jackets and their shaved heads and their black lipstick. It's just like they're sadness suckers. They, they really are. Um, it, it's just, you know, any specific antidotes, anecdotes, not necessarily for me, but those, those are people who are consumed by politics. Yeah. And that, that's why uh, I want to take a moment. We? That's why I don't want to become them. You know, I want to, especially during the holidays, I want to focus on, Christmas. I want to focus on family. I want to focus on friends. I want to focus on the 
non-political joys in life. Because as soon as everything in life becomes politics, you turn into them. You start painting your nails black. You start wearing black hoodies and masks and assaulting people with bats on the street. I don't want to be those people, you know? Even if things are doomy and gloomy, you have to maintain purpose in your life outside of politics in general, but certainly national politics. Purpose. Yes. You don't have to be happy about anything, do you? No, but I think that living according to purpose produces happiness in general. Mm, I think it produces contentment. And certainly happiness is not a constant. There are many challenges and unsettling moments on the way to achieving and pursuing purpose and achieving happiness. Anyway, I'm going to, before I forget, I'm going to open up the uh, treasure chest on D live guys. Thanks for tuning in over there. Uh, Yukon Don, a big ass donation. Thank you so much. Um, He said, and this is a real gripe I have with people that are like, Ooh, 2020 is almost over. It's like, you have no idea what is coming in 2021. So this is, it might've been the warm up act. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been. I fear 2021 will be much worse than this year and we'll need our Sandy safe space more than ever. For now, I hope you and your families have a Merry Christmas and may God bless. Ditto for everyone else in the chat. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. You know, we're going to keep doing the show until the wheels fall off. Until I find Susan breaking into my house to snip the internet cable, which uh, yeah, I don't don't know how it's even possible that we're still on YouTube. I don't know. As we've said many times, I have received what I believe to be reliable intelligence that we have someone on the inside. I don't know who this is, but I believe there's someone who likes us on the inside. It's not Susan, but someone, whoever you are, if you're watching, thank you. And if you're the person who watches this show each week to assess whether I can run a Verizon ad on it, fuck you. But thank you for, uh, (laughs) (laughs) thank you for running ads in the episodes where blonde threatens violence against politicians. I appreciate that. That was an accident. Sometimes things just come (laughs) out of my mouth. Okay. I would never actually mean that. It's just the greatest story. Oh, uh, it's, it's yeah. You guys can't talk about uh, whether kids should transition. That's not advertiser friendly. But if blonde calls for heads on pikes um, that that get all the corporate ads you want. I know. And then sometimes they'll play like a dove ad where it's like we make black skin just as soft as white. And it's like all oh, multiracial. Yeah. It's, a, you know, just propaganda. And, and I'm just watching this like this is just such a joke. Either their algorithms are basically non-functional or somebody does like us. I've received multiple screenshots over the last week or two. Stacey Abrams ads running on our show, which leaves me conflicted. On the one hand, I like the irony. On the other, do I want, do I want Stacey Abrams pennies? I don't know. That that feels kind of wrong. Yeah, but I I guarantee she's converting all of zero people. Yeah, I know. That's why it's funny. Um, better call hall. Um, as far as COVID force vaccine, look at Mike Wallace, 60 minute swine flu vaccine, 70, 1976, very useful information. Hmm. We're about to talk about this, but, uh, I will take this vaccine over my dead body. They will be injecting it into my cold, dead veins, into my rigor mortis corpse. I will That's, not take this vaccine. These people can go fuck themselves. It's probably Absolutely one of the not. clips I'll be playing on the show one of these weeks. Uh, well, Blonde can't be here tonight, but here's a video of the forcible vaccination of her dead body. I know. Uh, stumble leaner. Vaccine study. Oh, I got to skip this one. Actually, no. It's a great one. Um, uh, from AKIP Today shows 2.79 of vax people unable to perform normal activities so far. Over 3,000 of them. Oh, and Merry Christmas, by the way. Uh, yeah, we're about to talk about this. Very concerning. So it was like three people out of 3,000 had an adverse effect. Is that what it's saying? He's saying over 3,000 people with adverse effects, but 2.79 of vax people 
unable to perform normal activities. Okay. That's far. Um, Darren says helicopter rides for commies and blonde. You're getting more pics of my baby on Instagram. I do love baby pictures. Send them my way. Hmm. Are you the one with the cute little like quarter Asian baby? Somebody's been sending me pictures of their really cute quarter Asian baby. Hmm. Um, Long Don John says, "Twas the night before Christmas when Matt and I made love. He thought I was Santa riding above. He played with my baubles, and I switched on the lights. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Real gay, but I appreciate the effort. It's the most uh, goddamn faggy thing you ever seen. Um, n- nothing from you. That was good. <laughs> I give credit with the sounder. That's all. Thank you. Oh, I didn't get the sounder. Oh. Um, I bought PN says Merry Christmas, Safe Spacers. Here's to a better 2021. I here's to hoping. Thank you. Thank for you. That you as well. Merry Christmas. Christoph Harper. Black pill is going down harsh. Screw China and another extension and lockdowns in Nevada until March. Nevada went out. No door counts at Best Buy or Shields. Skills? Shields? Shields. Yeah, we, Shields is great. We have Shields here. It's like a sporting goods store. Kind of like, uh, mm, I don't know. I mean, it's more, it's more, they have more like traditional sports than like Cabela's or things like that. But, you know, they sell all kinds of outdoor stuff. But 25% logged capacity for small retailers and reservations required. Absurd. Hmm. Uh, Philip Hayden, I'm pretty certain this check will bounce, but I want to send my best to everyone in our community. Happy Christmas, Austin. Austin, Texas, I assume. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Sorry, I was confused. (laughs) Unless it's a guy named Austin. uh, Merry Christmas to that guy named Austin, whoever you are. Six Semper Tyrannus says, wanted to wish blonde her husband and daughter, Matt and his wife, a happy Christmas. From myself, wife, and our daughters to all those who are watching, have a safe and happy and happy Christmas and lots of guns and ammo. Here, here. Let's just yeah, do I hope everyone more. gets ammo in their stockings. That's wishful thinking, though. Merry Christmas. Yep. Um, our friends are watching our house and we pay them in ammo. <laughs> <laughs> it is going to be, dude, once the dollar is uh, driven to worthlessness by all the exactly. uh, money printing, nine millimeter ammo that. will be like gold nuggets in the new economy, man. Oh, they were good on nine millimeter. They wanted the, uh, what is it? 556 for the AR AR ammo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bennington. Hey guys. I um, haven't been able to watch live in a month. Been working 30 days straight. Oh, that sucks. Anyways, Merry Christmas to y'all and yours. And as always, thanks for the Sandy safe space. Thank you, Daniel. Let's just do two more right now. Thanks. Andrew. Wish the amount of liberal BS going on lately, kind of wishing the IRL libertarian dream world of cyberpunk 2077 would come a hell of a lot so- sooner. Elon Musk, where are you at? Hmm. Uh, I do. I've got a real soft spot for Elon Musk, despite him being on his like third wife or whatever. Oh, no, he's not married to Grimes. He's got a great Twitter. Or he's a great Twitter follow. He's uh, yeah. persistently yeah. saying who runs the media. <laughs> I forgot he tweeted that. I forgot about that one. Yeah, it's been a little while. Asterisks around who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Um, that. Paul B., last one for right now. 27,757 days after acting 101st Airborne Commander, Anthony McAuliffe told the Germans during the Battle of the Bulge nuts with respect to surrender Hmm. at real Donald Trump should tell Dems the same. Great Um, historical reference. I am inclined to agree that he should just be like, I'm uh I'm not doing this. Just just become a shadow president for four years. Just go out on the campaign trail and start your campaign right away and make fun of Biden and yeah, uh, yeah. I, I obviously I'd like to see Trump in the White House, but I think in many ways he might be more effective if he started his own media entity. If he continued campaigning, 
I don't, it's not, maybe not the ideal, but I, I think there's real opportunity for him here, even if uh, Joe Biden strolls into the White House in a month. Yeah, except if he could run again, if he were 10 years younger, he'd be in a good position. If anybody could do it, I think that guy could. Yep. All right, let's uh, get back to yeah, the show. I'll just catch up on a few, and then we'll get oh. back to a few more on DLive and Streamlabs, and we'll get back to the stories. Uh, let's see. Uh, Christopher Pack says, <laughs> heads on pikes, that's advertiser approved. Defensively, Susan. Uh, buddy, thank you for supporting the show as well. Uh, over on Streamlabs, Dildo Swaggins, one of the great names of the chat. I want to uh, wish everyone in our wonderful community a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. If anyone out there is still feeling down when you go to bed tonight, just know your good old friend Dildo loves you inside and out. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Phil says, I recently discovered that Bill Barr was involved with running interference and finding legal, legal help for the government agents who took part in the Ruby Ridge raid. Really? Uh, really makes a person wonder about what's going on behind the scenes. I didn't know that. I, would, I wonder what his involvement was. That, that you've, uh, you've piqued my interest. I would like to know. Dan DeMann says, Merry Christmas, y'all. Here's to hoping I get my Christmas wish of meeting Matt under the mistletoe, even if it means wearing a full body condom for safety, a hugsy hugging jacket or whatever it was. And now it's a bit late. Uh, I know it's a bit late, but congrats to Matt for the marriage and blonde for the baby. Well, thank you for supporting the show and, and Merry Christmas to you as well. Dead Epi says, congrats on the wedding, Matt. Long time viewer, but I haven't watched much lately because your COVID takes are bad. Uh, I disagree with that. Been uh, dropping truth on your Discord server. Good luck in the future. Blonde, beautiful, and as nuts as ever. Uh, well, I don't know what your COVID takes. Uh, I, yeah, I wonder what my bad COVID takes are. What have I been wrong about? I mean, if you, if you think, if you still believe that lockdowns are effective, uh, okay. <laughs> the case. If you, uh, if you think that, uh, well, I don't know. I just, I'd have to hear. I, I can't speculate what you think I'm wrong about, but you should tell me what I'm wrong about. Email me because I, I don't pretend to have gotten everything right, but I think that my general perception of what's been happening since March is more accurate than not. Uh, I'd be curious what I've been way off about as far as coronavirus goes. Anyway, uh, your standard RWDS says, so the ATF is going after arm braces and 80% lowers. I guess it's time to get a second dog now and invest in a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Uh, and maybe uh, think about a second wife too, cause they're going to snipe her. Have one, uh, have one ready to go. Yeah, man, I, I hope they don't get too aggressive about this stuff. But uh, it seems the ATF is licking its chops at the prospect of President Biden to uh, enable them as much as possible. Though, in, in fairness, Trump is president right now. OK, the ATF is issuing these letters. They're rating 80 percent manufacturers. I know that he may not have control in a month's time. You do have control now. And as it stands, this in combination with the bump stock stuff. Listen, I say this as a person who supported the president. I wish he would remain the president. He has been a terrible president for gun rights. That's just the way it is. And I, I'm not saying that he's that Biden is going to be better because I don't think he is. But Trump has had many opportunities to stick up for gun rights and he's caved repeatedly. Yeah. This is another place where he has an opportunity to stick up for people who are being unfairly targeted and he's not he's just letting it happen. So, and again, you know, not everybody in the audience is a gun person. I get it. 
What we're talking about is reclassifying property based on whims and then making people felons overnight because you don't like the way certain pieces of plastic are put together. That's what we're talking about. It's not a gun thing. It's a does the federal government have the right to do that to your property that you legally owned yesterday? Mm-hmm. You want to get raided by federal agents for that and thrown in jail for 10 years? That's what we're talking about. Uh, let's see. Crypto Crook says, hey, Matt and Blonde, Merry Christmas to you and your families. I can't listen to the show live today, but it will keep it will keep me sane tomorrow. I once again would like to thank you for your sanity safe space, which is very much needed these days. Well, thank you. And thanks for keeping us sane, too, man. We're, we're teetering over the edge of the uh, of the <laughs> of the despair from time to time, I would say. So uh, the community keeps us uh, speaking, speaking of purpose and, and finding happiness through purpose. This community, I know for me, gives me purpose. It gives me an obligation that I need to meet and some, something that I do with enthusiasm and uh, something to look forward to. So thank you guys for keeping us operational. Redicus says if the left is trying to add two States, Texas should take their treaty rights and split into five States and jam it down their throats. If we're just shattering standards, start fighting dirty. Also, we need to abolish the ATF and uh, all the other alphabet boys. Yeah. The ATF would be a good first place to start. Yeah. But I agree. Uh, we the vast majority of federal agencies don't need them. Not clearly constitutional anyway. But certainly the ATF, which exists exclusively to enforce unconstitutional laws. That's the only reason it's a thing. We don't have a uh, corresponding uh, <laughs> federal speech agency. Well, I guess we do in broad in the broadcast sense. To be completely mm-hmm. fair, we have the um, the FCC. But in just individuals exercising individual rights, we don't have a corresponding speech agency to go after your first amendment rights in that way. So anyway, that's in the Biden administration's plan. Yeah. We'll get a new one of those. Well, hopping into uh, coronavirus updates the throughout the week, the first doses of the Pfizer vaccine were administered. You've seen all sorts of high profile politicians take it on camera. Mike Pence did Mitch McConnell did even AOC got one, which was kind of odd. At least I saw the picture. Was it Photoshopped or was it real? Because if yeah, she's getting one, she's not at risk. Like, If you buy into this, why don't you give that to someone who is either handling coronavirus patients firsthand or someone who's generally vulnerable? I don't, I don't get the thinking there if that's what Minority happened. Minority privilege or something. Yeah. But, uh, but you, if, uh, you see all the high-profile politicians taking it. Jill and Joe Biden, I think, are set for vaccination this week, I believe. So that was Pfizer's vaccine. Moderna's vaccine was just approved. Those doses are already on the move. They're set for... Delivery and use as early as tomorrow, I believe, but early in the week. And there were several odd scenes during the vaccine events this week. These events uh, are always hosted with the idea of um, building public confidence in the vaccine. But a, a couple of these events this week had a pretty rough showing and probably produced the opposite effect, I would say. So the first was this uh, UMC vaccine event. This was the one in... Uh, Texas, right? This was in El Paso. And yeah. one of the vaccines, they, they gave the vaccine to five nurses and one of them was not a proper vaccine administration. Maybe we should, instead of describing it, we should watch the video and then talk about it. <laughs> okay. So here, here's some footage of what happened. Long story short, uh, one of the doses of the vaccine, the plunger was already down. That's not, that's not how you uh, put the vaccine in there. 
You can see the UMC healthcare worker with his sleeve rolled up, but when it comes time for the injection, look at the top of the syringe. It appears the person administering the shot does not really push down on the plunger. It actually looks like the plunger is already depressed. Our viewers wondering whether the worker received the vaccine at all. Now, for comparison, let's take a look at one of the other injections administered just moments later to a woman. You can see this, the plunger is clearly pushed down all the way. KTSM reached out to UMC for a comment. The spokesperson maintains all five healthcare workers were given full doses of the vaccine, but the hospital is taking a closer look at our video. All right, so what the hell happened? Yeah, I mean, they are saying they're like, oh, well, we gave him just to be sure we gave this guy uh, another a second vaccine after this. Um, and I was reading the, the tweets about this and there, there's a lot of speculation that the administrator accidentally use the same needle as the first person, but that is a really terrible fuck up. What if the first nurse has like hepatitis C or something yeah. like that? Really that bad. Um, it seems like the most what, likely explanation to me, but it's not a, it's not a good one. It's just probably what happened. I'm pretty sure these are all saline injections or something. Although that doesn't explain why this, they didn't do this properly. Yeah. That's the thing is, uh, is you can go and watch the full event and there were five nurses given the vaccine in sequence. The first one looks normal. The second one is this one that's odd. The likelihood is that they use the same needle twice. And then the, the remaining three afterward are normal. But the, the thing that's weird about it is if you're the guy administering the vaccine, presumably you have some experience in doing this. That's why they put you out there. I understand grabbing the wrong syringe by mistake or however that happened. But the second you see it's depressed, the plunger, you would know that this is not correct. Yet he still followed through on it. If you grab the one wrong one, you realize you go, Oh, whoops, grabbed the wrong one. Let me fix that. But he didn't. He just carried through on it, which implies to me that he knows that this is for show and it, it doesn't really matter. Maybe that's an unfair inference, but if it did matter, why would he carry it? It's not once he sees it's down, he knows it's down. He has to, if he has any knowledge of how these work. So why know. did they he carry on as though nothing was wrong? probably were vaccinated beforehand and then this was just some show for the cameras the, regardless i think this was a saline solution they're saying I mean, they they said that they gave him the vaccine again did they produce a video of that i don't know i guess it doesn't matter because you don't, don't get to vet so. the you don't get to vet the uh, one thing we can all agree is that nurses and minorities should be the first people <laughs> to get the well, vaccine i'm totally fine with that we'll get to that i would say politicians first but uh oh. the, the New York Times agrees that uh, white people can, white people are out. White people are not getting this thing first. We'll get to that in a second. The, the other thing that was odd. Now, maybe this is just a, uh, a incorrect piece of reporting that was deleted just for that purpose. But usually when that happens, they, they make a retraction note and yeah. say like, hey, we had a previous tweet that was uh, wrong. We got rid of it. Sorry for confusion. The local just, CBS, the, yeah, the local CBS station reported five nurses in El Paso did not receive the COVID vaccine Tuesday at university medical center. And then I guess like if I'm reading this charitably, that was incorrect phrasing. Cause just one of them didn't the other four did. You can watch the injection at least, um, but did they, know, did they know something when they put that out or was it just a simple mistake? It's a weird, it's a weird piece of phrasing. And then they also did not clarify the retraction of that claim that I've seen. Why not? Why not be transparent on that front? Because it's just, more difficult and because they accidentally were honest. Whoops. I guess. 
I guess. All right. Then there was the case of the nurse who passed out after getting the vaccine. So this This is from Reuters. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. I love this Reuters fact check. (laughs) Yo, the Reuters fact check. It wasn't as good as Snopes. but um, So they said this this post shows a video of a nurse speaking in a TV interview after receiving the vaccine. She talks about how excited she was to get the vaccine. Then she says she feels dizzy and faints. The post caption says, Watch this nurse pass out after receiving the COVID vaccine. It's so safe, though, right? This will become a mass genocide if people continue to follow these rabbi dictators. Rabid. Rabid. Oh, my God. Calm down. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Although I will say that um, I I doubt this has anything to do with the actual vaccine. It happens so quickly. It maybe, maybe, maybe not. Uh, who made this claim? Because I love this this fact check that says, uh, fact check, nurse fainting after the vaccine, not evidence of potential mass genocide. Well, that's like zero to a million in one second flat. Everyone's questioning, yeah, why did she faint? Not oh, clearly evidence of forthcoming mass genocide. Who did they link in here? Because I just saw them like reference it in general as like social media users. Uh, the post social media users said that. What does that the even post mean? Caption. Okay, let me let me open this. Oh, okay. So who's all right? So it, at least it is someone with like a decent following. This one has. Okay, so this one has like a, a, a few thousand reactions. Okay, sometimes these fact checkers will will find like a crazy post on social media from a guy with like three people responding to it and treated as representative of people's questions in general. Yeah. I don't think people are saying like, Oh, there's a mass genocide incident. They're just saying what the hell happened. Anyway, I've, I've delayed uh, getting to the clip long enough. If you didn't see, this was what the, that, that event actually looked like the nurse. You can't see her actually get the vaccine. It was off camera cause they're shifting around between several of them, but there she is getting patched up after getting the vaccine. And then she speaks at the podium. We are in the COVID unit. So therefore, you know, my team will be getting first chances to get the vaccine. And I know that um, it's really, I'm sorry, I'm feeling really dizzy. I'm sorry. And down she goes. As you mentioned, they're saying she has some medical condition which makes her predisposed to fainting. The fact check here I thought was kind of odd because they say, oh, she has a condition, so this happens to her. Then they go on to say also the CDC acknowledges on its website that it's not uncommon for people to faint after vaccinations. Well, maybe so. It's not that those are mutually exclusive, but if it's common for this to happen, then her condition is kind of irrelevant. I I don't know. It it seemed like a weird explanation. If it's normal, then who cares? She said that her condition was that she faints when she feels pain. So okay. I don't, I don't okay. know. Okay. I, I mean, I have no, I have no reason to believe that this was vaccine caused uniquely. Uh, it, it, it's, it's one of those things. It's just another sort of odd PR look at a, an event designed to build public trust in the thing, kind of producing the opposite effect. And, you know, uh, Every individual should make their own choice here. If you distrust this thing, don't get it. If you want to get this thing, get it. But uh, I, I'm just worried that um, that the forced vaccinations are on the horizon, whether they're by law or whether they're by, in effect, by your employer or whoever else requiring them. Uh, 
to to participate in any meaningful sense in society. Did you see Andrew Yang tweeting this week that everyone who gets the vaccine should get a barcode on their phone to prove that they've been vaccinated so that they can go to sports games and concerts and things? This is what we're headed towards. He's always been controlled opposition, hasn't he? Hmm. Chinese spy confirmed. Andrew Yang. <laughs> he'll be he'll get an internship at uh, Eric Swalwell's office very soon. Yeah, really. Yeah. We'll find out that he slept with, you know, Diane Feinstein. Or <laughs> well, uh, as you mentioned, uh, whether you want the vaccine or not, uh, it, do- it doesn't matter because you're probably not going to get it as a as a practical matter unless you're particularly vulnerable, unless you're working in healthcare or something like that. But if you're white, especially no, you're screwed. You're definitely not going to get it anyway. The CDC for now, of course, has to prioritize who gets first access to the vaccine. The debate has generally been between elderly and or vulnerable and healthcare workers or other essential workers? Do you prioritize uh, normalizing the economy and protecting healthcare services? Or do you prioritize the survival of people who are uniquely at risk from this virus? And this New York Times piece. a real good time for some uh, nationality and race rankings. the, The New York Times seems to think so. That's the way they're deciding it. Or at least one professor quoted in the New York Times uh, in the analysis of this, his name is, um, oh, where is he in here? Professor Schmidt, Dr. Schmidt, Harold Schmidt at the uh, University of Pennsylvania. He says uh, in the New York Times piece that, quote, because older populations are so. So why he thinks that uh, workers should get the vaccine before older people, because, quote, older populations are whiter. Society is structured in a way that enables them, white people, to live longer. Instead of giving additional health benefits to those who already have already had more of them, we can start to level the playing field a bit. So uh, on a humorous level, you now have solidarity with uh, (laughs) politicians and illegal immigrants first uh, for the vaccine. There's a little blonde solidarity there with this guy. I like it. And I I force you on this. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you should take a class with Professor Schmidt here. But save uh, R- hashtag save R2 Dindu. <laughs> yes, R2 first. It's the only humane thing to do. Oh, uh, politicians, trannies, black people, Mexicans. Black, black people? <laughs> Come on. Okay. Uh, people that affiliate with Black Lives Matter. People that sympathize with Black Lives Matter. Okay. Much better. Thank you. Okay. Did Social- I forget anybody in live chat? Oh, my God. Remember, send your emails to Blonde, not to me. But seriously speaking, uh, just the implications here. Social, uh, the idea that we're going to deliver healthcare services based on a social justice and privilege-based hierarchy, or uh, the idea that we're going to administer healthcare based on the perceived privilege of the groups to which you belong, it's kind of funny in the context of a vaccine where maybe you believe in it, maybe you don't. What happens when, we, when we're talking about, say, surgery that you need for Cancer life-saving? Treatments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when, we, when we start saying, okay, we have a limited supply of that, particularly if we have full government control of that supply. We have a limited supply of that. We have to make decisions about who gets what based on certain criteria. We've decided those criteria are whether or not you belong to a quote-unquote privileged group. We are... A stone's throw away from that sort of thinking. This is kind of a warning for that. Oh, this is going to happen under a Biden administration. If they get their way. Uh, Do you know how many white doctors there are? Good luck. 
Good luck uh, in acting. Well, do you know how many progressive ones there are who are fully willing and eager to submit to this sort of nonsense? There are lots. Yeah, but most of them are not in the hard fields. No. Well, we'll see. I, I, I bet if we saw a breakdown for political orientation amongst surgeons, that it would be way different than amongst your psychologists, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, probably. That's probably true. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I want is moving on to some of the other coronavirus stories. It just becomes increasingly clear apart from the vaccine, apart from the, the biology of the, of the virus itself, the politics of all of this, it becomes increasingly clear on a weekly basis. We are being, have been continue to be conned routinely, and we keep signing up for more of it. There was a, uh, we followed some of this stuff earlier in the year. I remember my, my favorite so far was the guy who died in a motorcycle accident in Florida and the health officer there said, well, we don't know. Um, the guy had coronavirus, so he might have had a respiratory attack on the motorcycle and that's why he crashed. Incredible. All sorts of reclassifications of deaths for people who clearly died from other causes, but they just get called coronavirus deaths because they just so happened to test positive for coronavirus and or the antibodies. There's another case in Colorado this week, Grand County Coroner Brenda Bach is speaking with media to voice her opposition to the state's classification of coronavirus deaths. She says two deaths in her county recently, the state has counted as coronavirus deaths, but they were actually gunshot victims. Here's what she had to say. Autopsies are done here. I've been doing this job for 33 years. It's the first time coroner Brenda Bach has felt so frustrated by a cause of death. These two people had tested positive for COVID, but that's not what killed them. The gunshot wound is what killed them. I had not even finished my investigation. When the state listed the gunshot victims as dying with COVID, the state classifies COVID deaths in two ways. A death due to COVID, where it was the underlying cause. The second is a death with COVID, where there was a positive test, but it wasn't listed as a cause of death. No matter the classification, it goes towards a county's COVID death count. Would you want to go to a county that had really high death rates of COVID? I wouldn't. I realize, yes, you're trying to keep count of the numbers, but you've got to do it right. And these people did not die of COVID. It's it's of course easy to dismiss those stories as isolated. Uh, you know who cares? That's just two cases out of thousands. But that's just it. This is a system wide methodology problem. It's not even a Colorado problem. You read the last few paragraphs in the story. CDPHE, that's the Colorado Department of Public Health and whatever. Uh, they explain they are required to report deaths among COVID nineteen patients to the CDC. "Quote: This information is required by the CDC and is crucial for public health surveillance, as it provides more information about disease transmission and can help identify risk factors among all deaths across populations." This is from the CDPHE on its FAQ page. So, in other words, Colorado is following CDC rules, and the CDC says anyone who dies with coronavirus, not from coronavirus in a causal sense with coronavirus. We want that record because we include that in the counts that we put on the CNN ticker to scare everybody. And if you think, if you still think that's isolated, if you think, okay, yeah, you're talking about motorcycle crash people. You're talking about people getting shot, but let's be honest. There's a lot of people in there who have heart conditions or diabetes or other complicated health factors, and maybe they're not dying from coronavirus in the purest sense, but their conditions are accelerated by coronavirus. I get it. If that's true, what's going to happen at the end of the year? We're going to have 
way more deaths overall in this country because we had a bunch of deaths that weren't expected to happen that happened because of whether uniquely or in combination with other factors, coronavirus, you should see tons and tons of deaths this year over what we've seen in the past. I referenced these data at the top of the show, but this is uh, from PJ media. Other people are doing similar analysis. I will emphasize these numbers are preliminary. They are not final. The CDC continues to adjust information. So take the numbers in that context for now. Don't take them as, as finalized, but as data come in, we're seeing numbers that suggest that 2020 is not going to be outside of the norm in terms of overall deaths in this country. In fact, it could be below the numbers that we've seen in recent years. So in 20, in 2018, we had 2.84 million deaths in this country. In 2019, we had 2.86 million. Um, yeah, 2.2.86. So, and through December 12th, we're at about 2.65 million deaths. So if you extend that rate out to the end of the year, you actually get a number lower than 2019. The the trajectory would put us at about 2.82 million deaths if you do the math right now. We'll see how that works out. The data aren't final, of course. It's, It's possible that a whole bunch of deaths roll in later. Maybe the data get adjusted. But unless something changes drastically, we are not seeing hundreds of thousands of unexpected deaths in our, in our data for the year. What, a what that means. The, the only thing that could mean is even if we're saving some lives through all these measures, what well, we're just trading them, we're trading them for other lives because they're being swapped out such that the final number is about the same. Anyway, assuming yeah. all of this holds, there's more evidence this, uh, that came out this week that, yeah, even if we are saving the old and the vulnerable through a bunch of lockdown measures at what cost, who who else is dying by virtue of our decision to play God and try to protect certain lives at the total expense of others? Headlines. Yeah. Yeah. Headline CDC overdoses hit a record 81,000 plus accelerated. Um, or, and, and it was accelerated during the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, so the CDC released numbers that show overdose deaths year on year ending May, 2020, this 81,000 plus number is a new record driven by fentanyl. Uh, and then the, I, I, I had you look into these numbers before live. Cause I wanted to see what it was all about. Cause the easy, con- the easy counter there is okay, but that was year ending may 2020. Was there a whole bunch of overdose deaths in, you know, say uh, October, November, 2019, which was not a part of the coronavirus time. That's not actually what happened. No, there was a steep increase starting in, February, February, yeah. 2020. What a surprise, but this is an 18% increase over the prior year. And almost, I mean, a pretty good chunk of the increase is February, March. Um, yeah. April. According so. to the report, it says a concerning acceleration of the increase in drug overdose deaths with the largest increase recorded from March, 2020 to May, 2020 coinciding with the implementation of widespread mitigation measures for the COVID-19 pandemic. In other words, lockdowns. Yeah. And you may think that there's been an increase year over year. Actually, it has been pretty steady across the board, even with the opiate crisis from about, I don't know, April 2017 to February 2020. That's when Mm. it really, really started to go up. January 2020. Another thing we've been told, oh, we're we're saving lives, obviously stay home and save lives. Is that is that the case? It doesn't look like the data are going to bear that out, but we'll see. 
what else have we been told? You got to mask up. You got to social distance, even if you feel fine. Why? Because you might be an asymptomatic carrier, the dreaded asymptomatic carrier. You may feel fine, but you're carrying the bug and you're going to give it to grandma and everyone else is grandma at the nursing home and they're all going to die. And it's all because of stupid, careless little old you. Well, new study, new information that comes out this week uh, on asymptomatic transmission or just transmission in general. This is a study conducted in Wuhan that followed 10 million people. And the the conclusion of this study is not just that asymptomatic spread is rare or uncommon. They didn't find one documented case, not one instance in 10 million people at the origin and the heart of this pandemic. Now, maybe you don't... uh, I actually don't know who these researchers are. I notice the names on the list. A lot of them are Chinese. I don't know if that means they are Chinese nationals or not. Maybe you, if it is Chinese research, maybe you don't um, maybe you don't trust Chinese research. That's fine. We've seen a lot of bad data coming out of China. But I, I would invite being pointed to the corresponding studies that show asymptomatic transmission is a clearly present thing that's happening all the time. I'm not aware of them. I'm not even asking rhetorically. If you have those, send them my way. We just hear this referenced, but I've not seen it substantiated. And and maybe you say, well, we in the absence of um, information, we have to be careful. So we've worried about asymptomatic spread. We don't necessarily know. So we're playing it safe rather than sorry. Remember, we covered this on the show at the time. A World Health Organization doctor in June came out at a press conference and said, yeah, asymptomatic spread, not really a thing. And what happened? Backtracked, covered up. Oh, that's a quack. That person doesn't. Yeah. Here we are half a year later, data confirmation. And the answer is still no, put up, put on your mask, social distance, double down on everything that we've been doing without scientific justification this entire time, despite telling you to follow the science. Okay. And if you think that's going to go away by getting the vaccine, it's not. The New York Times published this piece this week, a headline, here's why vaccinated people still need to wear a mask. Description on Twitter, the coronavirus vaccines will probably prevent you from getting sick with COVID-19, but it's not yet clear whether you can still get infected asymptomatically and silently spread the virus. So we've got the studies coming out. They're still going to make the asymptomatic claims and tell you that the vaccine doesn't prevent you from asymptomatically carrying the virus. What in the hell is the purpose of this vaccine? Notice the perpetual goalpost shifting 15 days to slow the spread. Then it was, Oh, uh, indefinite time to slow the spread because we have to buy time to get the vaccine. Now it's when we have the vaccine, nothing changes. The next step is obviously wear a mask to stop the flu next year. And years after that, the more you submit, the more orders to submit, they give us this sequence is obvious and, and unending. And the vaccine was sold to us as the deal maker. Oh, just just deal with this nonsense until the vaccine comes out. Now that the vaccines are getting rolled out, justification for the perpetuation of the nonsense continues. The deal will perpetually be altered. They're never going to. Uh, If we're going to bet on politicians and their bureaucratic friends being eager to give us normal life and our rights back. Give back power that they've attained. It's never going to happen. I don't know why people keep. I actually heard Armstrong and Getty be like, take the vaccine because we want life to go back to normal. I'm like, you people are fucking delusional. I've been with you this whole time, you boomer neocons, but this is the last straw. Like, I cannot with these people. 
Why do people think that things are ever going back to normal? The only way I could see that happening is if we do go down this path of here's your normalcy pass. You took the vaccine. Here's your barcode to get into normal society over there. But how normal that. will that be? That's not normal. <laughs> if you can't rights, if you can't enter normal, if there are preconditions to the entry of normal, that's not normal. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's just weird. Uh, and, and of course, what's going to happen now the vaccine's coming out. Oh, there's a super strain. Oh, there's a new strain coming out of the UK. It's 70% more infectious, but the same level. It's, it's similarly right. lethal, but the same level of um, infectiousness. What, you, you mentioned Andrew Cuomo was like already pissed because people are still coming in from the UK and the super bug is. Yeah. We're going to shut down travel now because of the super strain in the UK. Is that going to happen? Uh, yeah. I mean, this is so ridiculous. This is just to obscure vaccine side effects. I'm sure. Don't you think? I, I mean, why else would they do this? I hate to get too. <laughs> this year is going to represent my entire, I'm just going to dive headfirst into all the tinfoil. It's just an entire pool of tinfoil hats, but this year is forcing my hand because come on. I don't necessarily think of all timing as coincidental and look at the timing here. That's very weird. But come on, as soon as the vaccine starts rolling out, a super strain of the UK becomes news and we have to lock down extra hard. And it's a strain that's 70% more effective, but also the vaccines will still work or they say the vaccine should still be effective. How do you know? Based on what? If it's a new strain that has different properties, how are we just assuming the vaccine will still be effective? All of this is so bizarrely timed and predictably timed. I've just seen too many... I've tried to operate this year in good faith. How many, <laughs> how many of these ruses do I have to humor before I say no more good faith? I'm not doing this. I'm going back to regular life. Yeah. I mean, we're just going to have to get used to not being able to do anything. You're going to have to have your vaccine pass to go to your grocery store or whatever the fuck. We're just going to not, we're going to live outside of polite society. I guess that's what's going to happen. Sounds like here. backyard gardening for me. Can I get a chicken coop? Can I build one of those chicken coop in a sure, garden? Yeah. Some goats. We'll go that route. Goat's and then milk I, is I loved this moment too, because we all know this is what's happening. Okay. If you think that these politicians and their, their bureaucratic friends are sitting around deeply analyzing the data and consulting the science as they tell you they are. No, they are just uh, uncritically nodding their heads as they trash your rights. And they'll admit as much to each other. This is a moment that we've all known has been happening, but we rarely get to see her here. This week, two Ontario health officials were caught on a hot mic during a, before or after a, a press conference saying that they don't even read the information they get. They just repeat what they're told and then they tell you what to do. I don't know why I bring all these papers. I never look at them. Oh, you're giving numbers I do. I go, oh, oh, oh. I just say whatever they write down for me. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you for following the science. <laughs> this is, uh, nice to hear it, though. it is. I mean, I'm not surprised by that at all, but it's one of those things that's nice to see and hear explicitly. Cause you're, you're called a quack. If you believe that sort of thing happens without seeing it with your own eyes. Oh, my God. This is Ontario's Associate Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Barbara Yaff, speaking to Ontario's top doctor and Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. David Williams. I've not seen a response or clarification from these two 
on on these comments. Perhaps they've issued Those one, but I haven't seen high it. High-ranking health officials. Yeah, they're out there telling you how you need to run your life, and they're admitting. I don't even know why I have these papers. They're just for show. And I just say what they tell me to say. And then I go about living my life as normal while I pee on the peasants. Yeah. To be clear, these are not media personalities. These are not, you know, this isn't like a news anchor. These are people in the health department. Well, that's what's scary. Trust the experts. Those are the experts. Those are the experts. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the experts. Associate chief medical officer of health and the chief medical officer of health. Yeah. So, but yeah, blindly trust these people. They're looking out for you and they'll, they'll guide you to the promised land, not to the slaughter. I'm sure. Was this a city or where's, oh, it was Ontario. It's the province. Yeah. It's provincial health authorities. I'm not sure where the meeting was, but yeah. Oh God. All right. Um, let's, uh, I got one quick hoax hate and then we will, uh, call it a night. So let's, uh, let's have a look. See there. Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? I got confused there for a second because the article auto-refreshed to like some coronavirus lockdown story. And I was like, this this isn't hoax hate. Here it is. Here's a Trump 2020 spray-painted garage door. A black family in Texas says they're the victim of a hate crime after their two cars were set on fire and their house was vandalized with the phrase Trump 20 uh, last week. Here is uh, a news story. There is a story behind this burned driveway. There was a arson done to our home. They set my husband and my son's cars on fire, right painted our garage, Trump 2020. That's right. Last Wednesday, Gibson's home looked like this. Someone set two family cars ablaze, charring them to a crisp. And the words Trump 20 were left behind on the garage. Gibson's son saw the cars burning early Wednesday and called 911. If he didn't, we would, my house would be burned down. They put up a Black Lives Matter sign around Thanksgiving. It was also vandalized last week with the same color spray paint. LMPD is investigating and trying to find a suspect while neighbors. One of our neighbors bought us a camera system and I installed that myself. Helped Jayla and Charles out. Another neighbor bought uh, paint for us and we painted over the sign over the garage. Insurance scam. That is, uh, that is my inclination. They, uh, as, as they mentioned, they believe this was uh, in response to their Black Lives Matter sign in their yard that they just put up. They say the day before Thanksgiving, so I guess that would explain why this act of Trump 2020 promotion didn't happen until six weeks after the election. It's at Little Elm, Texas. It's a Dallas suburb. And the story they say is is that their son got up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom and noticed the cars were on fire. That's how they were alerted to this arson. The family has lived in the neighborhood since 2017 without incident. Now, a few things are interesting here. The cars... Both of them brand new 2020 Nissan Optima 2020 Kia Forte, a GoFundMe campaign for the family as of this hour is sitting about $26,000. They've raised a little bit of money during the stream. In fact, 26,000 bucks, not a lot of details in the story here, but, um, but the reason that I lean toward the insurance fraud angle is okay. You have, you have the two cars, 
presumably there's a good chunk of money put into the two cars, right? Another oddity of the story. The woman, Gibson, just had several tumors removed from her brain. She's still on the mend from that surgery and is slowly getting back to work. Presumably highly, a very expensive medical procedure just conducted. They also say that they're working with their insurers uh, to get this solved. But if you have insurance, what's the point of soliciting the tens of thousands of dollars in uh, GoFundMe money? What's that being used for? Maybe this is legit. Maybe she's having the worst week ever. Oh, I'm fresh off my brain tumor surgery and somebody graffitied my garage. Because why? Weeks after the election with Trump 20. This strikes me as a family that has gone through many large expenses recently and perhaps decided um, the expenses were not planned very well or uh, maybe some of those expenses were regretted. And uh, they'd like to get some cash back in place of. Yeah, why the they have two new cars? I'd love to see if they were behind on any payments, mortgage or otherwise. I bet I, you a million dollars that they were. Something. It's it just the the financial reality of this trends that way. Now, as always, if this is if it, if it was the ghost of Adolf Hitler seen on their, well, they have a new camera system now thanks to their uh, to their neighbors. And if they yeah, find who did this. <laughs> it was probably the same like self-flogging apologetic chick we usually see in these videos down on her knees begging for uh for the validation that uh, she seeks i don't know they didn't show them but uh but the police are investigating no leads they don't have a suspect if it's you know we'll come back to the story and i will uh i will apologize for the unkind characterization if uh, it's shown to me that this was in fact a nazi who did it but we'll see. At this point, aren't we experts at this? Haven't we done like hundreds of these? We've been wrong on a few. Uh, the last one I think of was that one in, in Michigan where there was like some ninja shooting outside of their house. They shot into a window and stuff. There was a kid actually arrested in that one. Yeah, that one. And then the one, the weird one with the real estate agent. That one was real. Yeah. They, they have like That means my accuracy is like 98%. <laughs> yeah. I like those odds. Yeah. Insurance. Scam. I, I think so too. All right. We will uh, call it a show. Check in with your chats. Oh, wow. and uh, Yeah. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, Eric Burns Marsh. Sorry. I've super chatted less this month. Don't apologize. <laughs> Had to get Hallmark channel because of Amanda Marcotti. I don't know what any of that means. I, I, I'll Google. How do you spell the name? Uh, M-A-R-C-O-T-T-E. Uh, okay. Hallmark channel. This is that. I'm going to her Instagram. It's private. Who is this person? I don't know. Who is Amanda Marcotti? I don't know. Is this a, is this a joke? I don't know. Maybe the wife of Hitler or something. Uh, Grumbledore. Merry Christmas, money grabbers. <laughs> Thanks for all your hard work in 2020. Here's to another year of sanity. Safe space. Matt, did you get my hilarious email battle with Walmart? Keep up the resistance. Uh, yeah, I'm a little behind on my emails. In general, I usually catch up on Mondays. So just um, so I'll see it tomorrow. Uh, but in general, yeah, if people are emailing me, usually um, the weekend I get behind and I catch up on Monday into the early week. So I'll, I'll have a look. Thank you, man. Thank and good you luck in the battle. Donation, Grumbledore and Glenn Dixon. You guys are being so generous tonight. We really appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you guys well, and your family. Still neighbor, remember last year when Matt caught me under the mistletoe. We made passionate love in a manger in front of the three wise men and a baby that was in poor taste but it's a huge donation I for, so i forgot that one must have been too many eggnogs 
Yeah. <laughs> Rattled Slosher. my memory. Uh, a cousin of mine had her cancer treatment canceled because resources are being diverted to fight COVID. Even though she's 40 and COVID victims are 100, as Bernie says in Canada, health is a human right. That is terrible. Yeah. Gosh, absurd. And keep in mind those massive OD numbers, like that, that doesn't even speak to that. People who didn't get routine screening care, people whose conditions have worsened. Yeah. I, I'll never forget, we didn't talk about it on the show, but in the UK, and I bet this is reflected to some degree in the United States, in the UK, they saw something like a 50% increase in stillbirths because of, at least in part, a lack of proper prenatal care. Yeah, and people are trying to attribute it to coronavirus, but really, it's just that people aren't going in for things like leaking amniotic fluid or uh, you know, lack of fetal movement, uh, things that they could probably do something about if they went to the hospital, but they're like, Ooh, I'm afraid I'm going to get coronavirus. And I, it's like, obviously we want every person to live as long as they can and live out their full potential. Of course. But in that context, like we're, t- we're talking about a life that was never lived because of the yeah, decisions that we made. And if you're super old, like you're fucking 90, you know, you lived a good life. I hope you can live for five more years, but if you can't, it's fine. Think about society. Think about society. I hope when I get a day past the average age of life, my perspective and philosophy will be uh, every day from here on out is cherry on top of the Sunday. I don't give a shit. I'm driving in the wrong lane. I don't even care. No, I'm not not going to put other heroin intravenously. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously I'm not going to put other people at risk, but proper perspective on death and our time is key. When we have an irrational fear of death and we think that we can control it or put it off in inhuman ways or unnatural ways, that's when we get some serious evil perpetuated. So this wagon just said, not everyone should live. <laughs> that's another thing. <laughs> that's another can we thing. talk about which lives are worth living for a second? I'm <laughs> well, everybody talking about that? that, but that's, that's the irony is for me to sit here and for us to sit here and, and, and try to parse out, okay, you got to pick between a newborn and an 85-year-old. Which one do you pick and why? That's treated in, in most contexts, I think rightly so, as kind of a wild immorality. Because what we're doing is we're playing God and we're trying to say this life is more worthwhile than that. Now, I understand in a medical context, limited resources, whether you like it or not, that choice does become a reality sometimes, regardless of its philosophical problems in a perfect world. But, it, but if you're wrong for considering that in the, this critical or skeptical way, why isn't it wrong when they do that every single time? When they say that guy, the, the non-essential worker's life is clearly uh, sacrificable, if that's a word. I, I don't know. We can sacrifice him at the altar of the, uh, the nursing home patients, and it's fine. Obviously, I'm not saying throw the nursing home patients under the bus, protect them to the best degree that you can. But when we start thinking that we can pull the strings to decide who lives and who dies, it doesn't work out that way. It never does. Well, yeah, look at this vaccine stuff. If you actually believe the vaccine works and is saving lives, then these people that want uh, racial priority are just committing accidental eugenics. Yeah. Uh, this is hilarious. Yeah. This is so funny. I cannot get enough of this story. It's like, that's what you want to do. What if this causes sterility? Uh, yeah, well, there are there are anecdotal claims that it does. And I've seen people call it tinfoil and I've seen people say it's legit. So I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know things about the medical properties of the vaccine. I don't. And what's most important to me is defending individual choice. That's it. And, uh, you know, people say you're anti-vax or whatever. No, no, but I, I want people who want to receive the vaccine to go and get the vaccine. Just don't don't try to impose it on other people and we're all square. 
and please make a log every day of any symptoms that may come up for data. <laughs> Send them straight to Dr. Fauci. That's the honest thing Never. to do. Um, Anonymous said, I suspect COVID-19 is the perfect pretext to destroy the middle class in every Western nation. The ruling class prefer everyone impoverished since the lower classes pose less of a perceived threat to their rule. Exactly. That's why I get so tinfoily on this. Like, so tinfoily that I think that if this virus exists, that our government may be in cahoots with the Chinese. (laughs) That is, that's about the extent of my tinfoil right now. Like, given how much we know the democratic party and the enemies of this president, the extent, the lengths they went to, to try to get him out in any way they could. I'm not saying I can prove that this happened. I'm just saying, is it beyond plausibility that there was some cooperation with Chinese, whoever to make something happen that would both undermine Trump's greatest asset, his economy, and create the circumstances necessary to completely nuke the electoral system and make it as a practical matter unvettable. Yes, but people will say, but it's a, it's a worldwide thing. Fine. Look at what's happened over the last few years worldwide. Venezuela, complete chaos and is having, um, is having a constituent uprising. Uh, China's having major political unrest with Hong Kong. We had the yellow vests. We had Brexit. There are all sorts of grassroots political activities going on in countries that the government needs, various governments need to put the kibosh on. This is super perfect. Really perfect. Worldwide pandemic. Exactly. As, As we were saying earlier, if, and this is a big if, I'm qualifying here, Susan, pay attention. If this was a scam, um, pretty good scam. I got to say like good, oh, so elegant. put it together pretty well. We sat here yeah. a year ago trying to predict what the post impeachment thing was going to be. Global pandemic maximized for certain political opportunism. Didn't even cross my mind. Didn't even float the idea. Well done. So again, really quite beautiful. They've, they've really done it. Haven't they? It really worked mm-hmm. out well if it happened. And circumstantially, uh, I just don't think it's that insane to conclude that it did, but that's about as that's about as deep as my tinfoil will go on it so far. I go one level deeper, which is that this doesn't exist at all. It's it, the whole thing is fake. Yeah. Well, I mean, why aren't we seeing an increase in in deaths? Watch the last two weeks; we're going to see an extra like three hundred thousand deaths <laughs> or whatever the deficit is. Uh, it's possible the data are not complete; they get more reported in. So, if that happened, the question would be: How outside the norm is that data dump? Have we seen that in prior I mean, years? Have you heard about any autopsies being conducted on people that are presumed to have died from coronavirus? Have you heard of one autopsy being conducted? Well, that lady, that's, that's what that lady in Colorado is talking about. That, that coroner. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and, it, it, and discovering that it's exclusively from coronavirus after an autopsy. I have, I'm yet to see this. Oh, well, that's the number. The CDC says it's 6%. And I just, I would, I'll take them at their word, but I, I don't know of the individual reports. People on this like three months ago right that had just died yeah. in front of ours no underlying condition but that's the trouble is like health records are statutorily protected like by law they're protected so the story about this 13 year old that died of coronavirus this week it was all over every station all over the news because there was his mom posted a picture of like a room covered in blood from him sneezing and his lungs okay hmm. and i was like oh a 13 year old i'm like how are they gonna and then i look at the picture of this kid fattest kid i've ever seen <laughs> So fat, so fat. And he has like asthma and all sorts of other shit. And his mom's morbidly obese. I'm like, like, remember those stories? There was a story in the spring that's like 
perfectly healthy UK woman dies of coronavirus and they scroll down and see a picture of her. It's Jabba the Hutt in a wig. Like, oh, perfectly <laughs> healthy. Yeah. So she definitely yeah. was going to live many long years to come. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, I'm not scared of this. Daniel Kunkel says current events makes me think that the movie of the movie V for net vendetta. It takes place in a dystopian future where the U S is fractured after a second civil war and the UK is under a fascist regime after a pandemic. Yes, it is an excellent film. Despite Natalie Portman, Natalie Hirschlag's very terrible British accent. How so dare you? Don't, it's don't so dump bad. on Natalie. I've never seen her try uh, a British accent though. She's a real Fox. Oh, I'll give you that. Natalie Hirschlag, everybody. Hirsch lag is her name. It's says, not as marketable. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I want to take the vaccine until every no white person in the world has taken it, non white. Um, it would be racist if I took it before a person of color. I'm surrendering my white privilege. I am too. Out of the goodness of my heart, only the goodness of my heart, the love in my heart for all of these people. I want every single person of minority status, including like we've got one ancestor out there that's something. You go first. <laughs> Even the Elizabeth Warren minorities of the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Manifesto very good of 52. you to uh, I know. acknowledge your privilege in that way. Such a good person. Manifesto 52. Blonde looking like the hot mom ilf uh, you are. <laughs> Matt looking festive in your gay apparel. Uh, Merry Thank Christmas you. and Happy New Year to both you and your families. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Boogeyman 917. Merry Christmas to my favorite podcast duo. Cheers. Cheers to you, Boogie. One angry weeb. <laughs> what do I want for Christmas? To be in the firing squad that deals with these politicians for treason against the Republic defensively. You know, with the Nerf guns from uh, the Nerf guns and Michael things. that Santa wouldn't yeah. give to him. All those. Oh, yeah. Jenny Nickham says hello and merry christmas i just can't take the absurd ruse anymore the hugging coat the santa propaganda just broke my brain this is exactly why we need the city safe space god help us that's what i was thinking i actually got a little emotional when i was watching that because it's just so sad these kids didn't ask for any of this shit this is like acid rain on crack can you imagine we all have that moment and thankfully mine were not that drastic because my parents aren't crazy people but we all have that moment when we get to young adulthood and we realize like oh hey i think my <clears throat> Sorry, there goes my voice, Joe Biden style. <clears throat> I just have a cold too. You realize, hey, I think, oh, my parents are wrong about this thing. They've been telling me this, but it's a bunch of BS. The things my parents told me that I disagree with, I actually largely agree with now. So they, those yeah. realizations were not drastic for someone for for me. But imagine if your parents had sold you the types of lies that are being sold right now and made you believe that you're a threat to other people by just being a kid and that kind of stuff. Wouldn't you just go full Menendez brother on your parents? I actually don't know the reference, but I'm afraid to ask. Oh, it's these two brothers that murdered their parents, but for money, I think Hmm. Uh, not for spite or rage, but you know, we're going to have a whole generation of really murdery. Desmond is going to lead this cartel of vengeance on parents. Like Desmond is going to be the ringleader of this, uh, this crusade against the, As he should. <laughs> yeah. wouldn't you be yeah. so pissed? He'll be locked arm in arm with that, um, kid from Texas. Who's IVF mom made him oh, transition God. to a girl named Luna. And then the dad lost custody. And, and don't forget the pregnant chick who was in that polyamorous relationship. Uh, yeah that kid will be part of the crew too god must be so disappointed in us he must be looking at us and going like what are you doing 
I gave you a book. I told you what to do. God. <laughs> Kent Pittsburgh says, we'll get in a civil war. Dems will get whooped. Dems will ask China for help. West Coast will allow China to beat troops and will help Dems win civil war. China turns on Debs, Dems and enslaves us. Is, is that the completion of this, of this beautiful plan they have hmm. going on? So evil. Well, Snafu. we got a lot of uh, remote mountaintops around here if you guys want to last stand. A lot of good high-altitude yeah. last stand options. Yeah. Uh, Snafu. So if I play Bing Crosby's White Christmas, five people die. Oh, okay. I'll play it on repeat for the next 10,000 days and it'll help end leftist ideology. Yeah, but you don't get to pick who dies is the thing. Or it might be a good reenactment of leftist ideology. How many people do you think die of communism every time you play the song? Probably a lot yeah. more than five esoteric unbound warning to blonde from christmas future her cold bitter takes are adorable because she is but sooner that we all think we're 60 and set in our habits of expression don't become that bitter old haired <laughs> yeah um i think about that sometimes but it's it's too far gone like the bitterness and the hatred it's already encased my heart it, it's only penetrated by the love of my adorable daughter and otherwise just nothing gets in there i'm just well, thankfully, that's a good fortification. Were it not for that, yeah. I, the birth of your daughter probably happened about as perfectly timed as it could have. Uh, uh, just uh, see, I wonder what it would have been like to see you navigate this year in her absence. Because, well, I think you would have been well off that Northern California cliff by now. I'd probably be. Oh yeah, doing something for else. Sure. Yep. I mean, it would have been a tough year. You think I'm blackpilled now? The best thing that's ever happened in my entire life happened this year. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Hess, thanks for under for the outstanding content, you two. It's getting harder and harder to stay positive, but videos and streams like yours reassure me I'm still sane. You are still sane. That doesn't mean you have to stay positive. I, I reject this entire th this entire concept that we need to remain positive. Why? Why? I would frame it as we need to be working towards something. Yeah. I don't know that positive is exactly Productive. accurate. Yeah. Productivity or, or again, purpose. Like there's gotta be a reason to get up each and every morning in the face of all the world's obstacles. And the second we surrender that you've essentially surrendered life itself. I, I won't do that no matter how dire it looks. I know. Humdrum Superior said, found out I might lose a friend of 10 plus years after a talk has, after a talk has had about some spicy things I posted. I want to try and resolve this friend, this without losing friends and without apologizing advice. Love you both. Mm. Uh, fuck that person. You can't be who you want to be around your friends. I'm telling you right now, it is not worth it. No matter how long you have had this friend, um, cutting the fat and, and having new friends where you can just say whatever you want is such a better experience and it, it really enriches your life so fuck that person it doesn't matter if you've been friends since kindergarten nuke that relationship who cares if you haven't had a good conversation with this person about it already maybe have that conversation but don't surrender any of your ground a good friend will allow you to say what you believe and hear you out that's that's the mark of a good friend and if that person doesn't do that you swing blonde's axe. And I say that as someone who has swung the axe and it was very difficult to do, but every time I have, it's worked out better in the yeah. end. And the reason it works out better is because simply some, someone simply being your friend for a long time, not a good reason for that person to be your friend. I know yeah. loyalty is a good thing. We all want to be loyal to our friends and we want our friends to be loyal to us. But if that friend is not providing value to you on an ongoing basis, and by the way, you should be providing value to them, but that's how these things work. If they're not 
cut him and move on. I know that that's, it's cold, but every single person in my life that I value highly from my friends to my wife herself, I have found by swinging the ax on people who were not providing my life with value. So Blonde's right. Yep. Besides, don't you want to say whatever you want to people? What's the point of even having friends if you can't do that? If you have to self-censor among friends, it's like, yeah, I'd rather, why? I'd rather be alone and think freely, you know? Yeah. I know. Wesley, Paul, thank you guys so much for what you do and have a Merry Christmas. You have a Merry Christmas too, Wesley. Merry Christmas. Kit Z says, hey, good news from Cali. Some restaurants have opened in peaceful protest against Governor Mussolini's <laughs> recommendation. Very exciting. Good. Good. I'm glad to but, see the pushback. The scenes coming out of California are just ridiculous on a weekly basis. Shanique was stunning and brave. Ugh, I don't want to read this. Fine. Matt and I once made love. He wore a mask, but it had a hole in it. Also happy to report on like Santa... Matt comes more than once a year. And as an Aussie, I really appreciate the white Christmas. Okay. That's, tr- Gay. That's true. They don't get, um, they don't get white Christmases down in Australia much. I wouldn't think it's somewhere down there, you know, which is just weird to think about. They have a totally distorted view of what Christmas ought to be. Glad you took that in a serious direction because that was the worst one I've ever read. <laughs> Our parents watched this. Shanique was stunning and brave. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry, Mrs. Christensen. Uh, John Smith says a billionaire hires a lawyer that didn't even know she had to get a case before the court within 60 days. I can't believe nobody is talking about the incompetence required for that. I mean, I just had such low um, expectations and hope for any of this that I uh, I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, I assume this is a reference to Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell. Uh, yeah. I got to reload. We'll see. Uh, Sydney is still saying that she's going to get her cases to the Supreme Court. I don't. I, I, Okay. Unless I'm missing something. I just, I can't imagine she might try. I can't imagine the Supreme court saying no to the Pennsylvania case and the Texas case, but suddenly being compelled to take Sydney's case or Um, cases. We'll see. Thunderstorm says searching for entertainment, check out YouTube Paralyte works, dusty faces, world war two series, German side. Uh, It's based similarly to band of brothers. Oh, cool. Wow. That may, I I love band of brothers in the Pacific. I think both of those are just fantastic. So Um, it'd be interesting. Yeah. I'd I'd like to see that from, is it in German? I'd like to see it with the exception that I'm not reading uh, subtitles. I hate that shit. Oh, come on, man. I'm not doing that. I hate it so much. It's the reason I won't watch that one episode of Unsolved Mysteries. I was just going to bring up that episode of Unsolved. You've got to watch it. It's the best episode of Unsolved Mysteries. I don't know if you guys watch this show, but I am a total true crime buff. And there's this show called Unsolved Mysteries that is so freaking good. And there's this one episode about this French guy who murders his entire family and then gets away with it. And it's the most fascinating thing I've ever seen. And Skag loves Unsolved Murders, and I can't get him to watch this and episode. I love, I love Unsolved Mysteries, too. Did, did you did you watch the original show back in the day with Robert Stack? No, this was my first oh, it, soiree. It, it used to Unsolved be a Mysteries. similar show in the 80s or like 90s. I think it ran oh, really? until the late 90s, and he's dead now. But he has one of the great voices of TV history. And you can go back on Amazon Prime and elsewhere. You can watch the eighties, late eighties, early nineties episodes of unsolved mysteries. Imagine those stories, but with like eighties and nineties production, we still watch them sometimes. Oh, I should watch it then. Yeah. And like the hair, you know, of the time and the mustaches and all that, it makes it really fun. Yeah. Oh man. It's so good. Um, If you like the new school, highly produced Netflix version, go, the stories are just as good on the old shows. And there are hundreds and hundreds of episodes. I do love a good, 
a good mystery. No subtitles. No subtitles. Fine. No, you know what uh, one dangerous. you got to watch? Did you watch the one on, uh, you know the story, I'm sure, but uh, it, was it Chris Watts or the guy in Colorado who killed his wife, Shanann? Did you watch the, the Netflix? Yeah, he was a real piece of shit, but then I was watching it and I was like, I know that she was murdered viciously and that he also killed their children, but I just hated the wife. Just what? hated her. Oh, God. Yeah. I hated Not the like dude. Not like she deserved it. I hate yeah, it. Well, yeah. I hate him more. He's a monster. He killed his two innocent children. Yeah. But his wife also seemed like she was really insane, really super the crazy. coolest. The coolest part of that show, if, if people haven't seen it, um, this this is a true crime show where you it's not reenactments or anything like that. It's mostly actual GoPro footage of the investigating cops and videos that Shannon and Chris made and stuff like it's it's authentic footage to what happened for the most part. And I love the part where I mean, he he, he killed his wife. He spoiler alert, he killed his wife. He put her in the car. He drags her out, he buries her and dumps the kids in the oil tank or whatever. But. The night he did it, or early morning, there was apparently surveillance footage caught on a neighbor's camera. And so the neighbor tells... Yeah, but when the neighbor pulls, brings the cop over and him to watch the footage... Yeah, he, he, he can see it. and then. But what I love is the neighbor, once Chris leaves, the murderer leaves, the neighbor goes to the cop. He's like, dude, that ain't right. That guy did it. <laughs> he like called it 100% at yeah. the time. It was really obvious. And then his affair came out and he was yeah. having an affair with an older, less attractive woman. Yeah. It's just the most baffling story. Anyway, no, she wasn't older. Age. She was, I thought she was younger. I'm Although pretty sure wife, she was like the same age or, yeah. or maybe a little bit older. His wife was probably under 30, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Worth checking out. If people are interested. Uh, dangerous spaces. Funny how you can't find election fraud when no one is allowed to look. Nothing screams free and fair election. Like just accept the results. We tell you. Even 30% of Democrats think the election was stolen. I know. You'd have to be some kind of retard to think this is legitimate. Uh, it's it's preposterous. I was surprised by those polling results. Yeah, it is a it is a huge amount of Democrats. The Grand Inquisitor. It. Randy Weaver moved to the middle of nowhere, Idaho, just to be left alone. I doubt he consented to what happened to his wife and son. The ATF is unconstitutional, but still exists. Drill that third hole. Um, well, the yeah. ATF is unconstitutional. That's, that's the thing about the Constitution. Yes, it's it's beautifully written and, and I appreciate everything that's in it, but it will, it actually serve to protect any of us. Clearly not. Clearly only if not. we, only if we uphold uh, our commitment to it and uphold our oaths to it. Was it Thomas Sowell who said uh, the constitution defends you, but only if you defend the constitution, someone said something like that. It's spot on. Um, but to the point, on, uh, to the point that like, yeah, you can exercise your consent and opt out and you still get Randy Weaver. That's true. It's no guarantee that you don't. I just wonder what happens when Randy Weaver has 10,000 people, supporting him more than that you know for every randy weaver there's a timothy mcveigh now imagine there are ten thousand timothy mcveighs or uh um marvin the uh killdozer driver you know what if yeah. what if he's ready to go to deploy you see that hot the, uh... with selling hats that say um make politicians afraid again yeah yeah I, and and that is correct it's not that's not even a threat it's it's that fundamentally we have to maintain not not just the reality but the perception that politicians work for us they should have not just a respect for us but a fear for us that abuse of us will mean consequences for them and instead right now they know that they can just keep spreading our cheeks wider and wider and we will widen them on demand it's, it's a backwards arrangement oh she's awake let me read a few more i've, I've sure. pushed my luck too much tonight the baby's like mom where are you 
Um, okay, Laurel says, the comment section seems to be champing at the bit for all the right-wing YouTube channels still up. Have you noticed that too? The comments have gotten much more boogish. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of, I kind of just was waiting for something to happen and nothing happened. I guess I haven't noticed, but we'll see. Thank you, Laurel, and Merry Christmas. Stogies and boomsticks. Hope you all have a Merry Christmas since Biden made up the office of the president-elect. Trump should make up the office of the prior <laughs> president-elect and just continue giving speeches to be a thorn. That's the like thinking it. that I love. You you have to find a way to really maximize the opportunity that's presented here and do it in a trolley, funny, appealing way. That is exactly the way to make uh, lemons uh, to make lemonade out of these lemons. Hundred yep. percent. Darren says, "Yes, my baby is quarter Asian. Lol, cute ass baby. What can I mm. say?" Rebel seven sixty two. Thanks to the Sandy Safe Space gang. Make sure you wish every Jew in your neighborhood a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Danny okay. Montana. Uh Danny, Danny is Susan Bate. This is Susan Bate. Danny, I, I, ooh, I don't think I can read this. What do you think? <laughs> I, I, uh, no, it's, it's, um, there's, there's, there's implied praise of old uncle a at the end of that one. So, uh, I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to pass. The old HB. Yeah. Sergeant but, Buck said, I thank, am. Thank you, Danny. Danny, Alex Jones. Did he say that recently? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he did. Francois de la Pironne. Pironi. What do you think of Trump taking over for Rush if his health should force him to retire? <gasps> Trump is the only one with the stature to do it. That would be so brilliant. That's an interesting way. I mean, the idea of Trump launching a media empire is really intriguing to me. And I guess I didn't really think of him as host, more like founder yeah. and yeah. backer. But if he hosted, I don't know. Do you think Interesting. Uh, do you think Trump Trump would get the following? I don't think that Trump would do as good of a job as someone like Rush would, because for all his talents, I don't think Trump is the greatest communicator. If Trump is just speaking off the cuff, I don't think he would articulate ideas as as well as someone like Rush would. But he yeah, would certainly. Would just... Yeah, he'd have the following. I mean, he would do um, he would do camp, not campaigns. He would do rallies for like hours and hours. Yeah. Uh, Jason Morton, Merry Christmas, guys. Thank you, sir. Casivalanus uh, Anestis says, Now is the solstice of the year. Winter is the glad song that you hear. Seven maids move in seven time. Have the lads up, ready in a line. Ring out the bells. Ring out. Ring out solstice. Well, Merry Christmas. As Bree says, The anti-vax people are falling into a pro-government trap in a free market. The vaccine would have been available in March. No lockdowns, no Biden, no 300,000 dead. Well, you're right about one thing. There are not three, 300,000 dead. Um, so the, the idea here is that if it weren't for government regulation, you could have had a vaccine out last March is the idea. I don't think that's even true. I mean, this is the first RNA vaccination. Uh, we have no idea what the long-term effects are going to be, irrespective of whether or not there is government bureaucracy through which we have to wade. I, I think that it's just a scientific lag. I don't think that we actually have the ability to create an RNA vaccine. Why have we not done it for the common cold, which does kill people, which is a coronavirus. Yeah. And I don't, uh, I guess I just don't see the pro government trap. I can grant the idea that were it not for, uh, perhaps overly burdensome oversight on development that it would have come out earlier, but what's, what's the trap? Cause I don't hear a lot of people who are skeptical saying, um, I guess, I guess the argument is it was rushed and maybe the regulators didn't care, but I just don't know a lot of people saying like begging for more, regulation from a vaccine skeptical 
perspective. I guess, I guess they're out there, but may, I, I would just need to hear the argument explained a little more. I got a boogie. Okay. Um, thank you all so much and Merry Christmas. And it sounds like I will be on my laptop next week. And so the quality is not going to be we'll figure it out. pristine, but, but we are going to do our regular shows. Yeah. Like we'll, and we'll do Wednesday's stream as well this week. I don't know about the next week uh, between Christmas and New Year's. That might be out for me, but we okay, will do we'll the, talk about it. Then. Yeah. We'll do the call in stream this week at bare minimum. Sunday stream will go on uninterrupted. All right. Thank you guys so much. I will see you on Wednesday. All right. Have a good night. Merry Bye. Christmas. Well, I guess I'll see you before then, but <laughs> anyway, Bye. thanks for patience guys. We'll finish up with chat here quickly and then we'll call it a night. Uh, Rainer Chen says, Hey guys, long time, no chat. Merry Christmas. And I hope you guys have a blessed 2021. The wife of my sister told me it's lacist to ask immigrants to assimilate. So I decided to open a wet market near their place and sell all kinds of soups. Sounds like uh, fair trade. Fair's fair. Merry Christmas. Stupid username says, thanks for the sanity safe space. Remember viewers that there uh, remember viewers that there are hot local singles in your area. So please plug the personal section. Uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah. So um, not only on the, com- on the community page of my website, not only do we have, um, just uh, a way for people to meet up and find listeners in their area. But if you're specifically looking for dating, that is an option that's on the website. And I know that there are a a few, I know of at least one married couple who met through this show. So it is a thing that happens. JW says dentist here, fake doctor. I tested positive for uh, IgG and IgM antibodies on two different tests. I've never had symptoms. They said I should isolate for two weeks. I laughed and told them that makes no sense as I've developed natural immunity. Well, thank you for supporting the show. I am uh, not going to be niggardly. It's the same way they're saying Trump is going to get the vaccine. Uh, And I I need an explanation why. Like Trump had coronavirus not long ago. Why why would he be vaccinated? Is it uh, is it is he not immune or is it demonstrated that he's not immune? Is he susceptible to reinfection? How common is reinfection? Why is Trump being vaccinated again? Why is anyone who had it already being vaccinated? I, I don't know, but that's what we're going with. And thank you. And uh, Merry Christmas. Rob D says, Aloha, Matt and Blondie. Shout out to Whackpack for introducing us to your Sunday broadcast. Well, I'm glad you got referred. Thank you. We enjoy it so much. We modified our standard COVID day drinking regimen to start later in the day. Merry Christmas to you both. Well, I assume if you're in Hawaii, you're a little behind. So uh, still plenty early there. Good for you guys. And Merry Christmas. Uh, Mopar 2YA or Mopar 2YA. I live in Brenda Box County. It's weird to find out 40% of the deaths in your county are misattributed. Also, she was the secretary at my high school when I was there. Is it 40% of them total? As in there were only five in the county and two of them were gunshots? I thought it was like in one report, but maybe it's it might be five total. It's a pretty rural place, right? So thank you for the clarification. And uh, it sounds like she's at least trying to be honest, so that's good. And uh, all the best to you guys down in Colorado. Silver Gunner says, I've been watching since Christmas 2018. Still, despite all the bad political views, I still can't stop thinking about uh, Jenks ham sandwich. Uh, that was when he told a feminist to make him a sandwich. God, I can't even remember the specifics of that. Well, if you can, if you can still maintain through the Young Turks, congratulations. You have an appetite for cringe that's probably beyond mine. So uh, Merry Christmas. Thanks. Gary Christensen, blonde. I was worried you'd give up on A and G after the election. Oh, this is uh, Armstrong and Getty, right? I- I'm unfamiliar, but, uh, but they're ignorant boomers. blonde. <laughs> they just don't know any better. Don't give up on them yet. Uh, 
Also, I had sex with Matt. Thank you, Carrie. Appreciate it. Much, uh, oh, Merry Christmas to you. Ben Smith, thoughts on Pete Buttplug being a Department of Transportation Secretary because he really likes shiny choo-choo trains. Never mind that damn pizza company does a better job of maintaining roads in his city than he does. Yeah, I just, it, it's so, that to me, um, it's, I mean, it's, it's whatever. Uh, it, it's just picking Pete because Pete was part of the campaign. So you have to throw him a bone. Presumably there's some debt owed by pushing him out of the way just in time for Biden to swoop in for South Carolina and super Tuesday to mop up the votes he needed to get Bernie out of the way. I would guess that's why, but yeah, uh, Pete's qualification is I love to travel good for you. I'm sure he's going to uh, just revolutionize this, uh, this country's travel system. Can't wait to see it. Esoterica Unbound says fear of asymptomatic spread has been the entire justification for all the outrages committed this year. Questioning its certainty uh, will soon need to be punished along with doubts about the election. Yeah, I, I wonder how long until um, Susan says you can't do that. You can't question asymptomatic spread. Uh, probably a matter of time. You're right. Uh 2AEDU says, I appreciate both of you. Merry Christmas. I appreciate you as well. Merry Christmas. And if people are interested in a good gun uh, gun issues channel, 2AEDU is a great pick among the community, especially if you want to uh, learn about all the ATF overreach that is feared to be forthcoming. I know you've been talking about that, so keep up, keep up the uh, work on that. It's going to be important. Son of the Wolf says, I got kicked out of a locally owned grocer, a grocery store for no mask. The manager in broken English said to me, you need to wear a mask. I'm scared of this. The cashier is, you should be too. People are dying. Well, uh, you know, if, if the manager says that, this is the thing that bothers me is like, if the property owner tells you that, from my perspective, okay, fair enough. I want to respect the wishes of the property owner, whether I agree with the wishes or not. In states like mine, where the governor has mandated this stuff, the wishes of the property owner are blurred. So I don't know what the property owner actually wants anymore because the the governor has just inserted himself in that arrangement. So the good thing is, in a, ideally, if that property owner has unreasonable asks of you, you can you can take your business elsewhere, and that's that's the way the system ought to work. But unfortunately, we have government intrusion on that arrangement. Thunderstorm says, with nationalism, I'm full of love and rainbows. Well, that's good to hear. Merry Christmas. La- Lapco92 says, thanks for the sanity. I'm really, really looking forward to President... <laughs> come on. Guys, President Come All On Harris? Okay. With Jai Bay, Jai Bai Dang getting in, uh, presumably Joe Biden, right? I'm worried about allies like Australia. A four-year window for China to gain ground. Yeah, no doubt. Merry Christmas. Chemical X666 says, after 19 years of military service, I've seen a whole lot of DOT government shit, but this election was the most DOT uh, government of all. Keep the faith. Storm's coming. Stay ready. Well, thank you for supporting the show and thank you for your service to this country. A Merry Christmas. Godspeed. Mac Grendel says, uh, Sidney Powell, 2077. But it's spelled weird. And is that a reference to cyberpunk? I am not going to be niggardly. 2077 thing. I I haven't played cyberpunk and uh, it looks like an absolute disaster of a game. So I I have to plead ignorance on this one, but, uh, but thank you and Merry Christmas. Shanique was stunning and brave says Matt and I decided we were better as friends. So we just talked over some beers. It was very wholesome. I look forward to our platonic catch-ups in 2021. Merry Christmas both. And thanks for the Sandy friends. Well, thank you for cleaning it up to close the, uh, to close the year, Shaniqua. Merry Christmas to you. 
and your family. Corvassi says, long time lurker. My wife and I enjoy Blonde's hot takes and Matt's disavowals. That's that's why we're here. Also, Matt, you should watch that unsolved episode with deceptive audio or descriptive audio. It's hilarious. I, I guess if it's that good, maybe I'll check it out. I just hate reading subtitles, man. I can't stand it. Seagram's Gin says to be clear, $900 billion split over 340 people is still over 2,600 for every man, woman, and child. So when you get your 600 bucks, ask your rep what what the uh, the F did they do with the other $700 billion? Yeah, good question. How about just steal less of it in the first place? We'll call it good. Eric Burns Marsh says if life gives you lemons, make bad cable television. Well, (laughs) CNN operates with that philosophy. City... Sid he city in reference to Matt's remote mountaintops Wolverines. Uh, I actually don't know the reference on that one, but it, there's gotta be something about holding up on top of a, uh, a remote mountain outpost. Perhaps that will be my fate. And I'd be honored if uh, you guys join me in this uh, forthcoming apocalypse. Okay. I think we're all but done on YouTube. Let me hop over to, uh, let me hop over to Streamlabs. We'll catch in on D live and we will call it a night guys. few over here lem says merry christmas wow thank you for the uh, support for the show lem that is hugely appreciated and thank you for helping us stay on the air and um, keep up the fight against susan wiki wiki i have uh a lot of suspicion or a lot of worry that 2021 is going to be the year that youtube effectively dies so thank you or for this sort of content at least thank you for um helping us navigate that and merry christmas to you no guardy it says vaccination won't stop you from spreading, but you're required to get it to stop you from spreading. Take the mark, bigot. Yeah, uh, concisely put. Redicus says, why are we still using the words the commie health organization uses the word COVID and not call it uh, what we started calling it the Wuhan flu or more appropriately CCP virus, commie cough or death by communism. Those are all good names. I like those. We can go with that. Danny from Montana is back. He's trying to get me in trouble again. Little Elm is a, an urban area of Dallas split in the demographics. So there's uh, Trump voters there, but <laughs> okay. Uh, but, <laughs> but this couple isn't married either. I think the giveaway is the new cars and uh, the new cars in this particular area. But Hey, what do I know? sorry. I have to clean it. I, you're really baiting Susan, Danny. I gotta, I gotta tread carefully here. Thank you for supporting the show. Merry Christmas. Kim says, couldn't catch the show live tonight because of responsibilities and poor time management. I'm looking forward to the Sanity Safe Space tomorrow. I hope you both have a very Merry Christmas surrounded by your family and friends. I hope the same for you, Kim. Very kind of you. Thank you much. Merry Christmas. Candy Max says, speaking of COVID, I received an internal email this week from the Florida Department of Health. I was pleased to see that not only is DeSantis gaining on top uh, or getting on top of these numbers, he also wants the quote unquote cycle threshold of each positive test. He's a based mofo. Look it up. Interesting. Yeah, I have to, um, I don't know what that is off the top of my head, but, uh, presumably if contextually here, that sounds like it's something that would, uh, add some more insight on each test or give some proper context so that we don't just lump all pieces of data together to pad the stats as much as possible. That is useful in, uh, these cases and in deaths, of course, more specific data, always more useful than generic Generic data put together in generic terms for the purposes of spreading fear. Okay, just a few more over on DLive, guys. Uh, 
buddy. Thank you for supporting the show. Jown says, you grab the use syringe and realize it that after you stick, you carry through and hope no one noticed. I guess maybe that's maybe that's what happened. Because he'd be worried about the implications of getting of using a used syringe that it would make him look so bad that you just hope you don't get caught. Maybe maybe it is simply that innocent. Uh, it, it, it's possible. It's an understandable mistake for sure. Well, let me clarify. It's an it's understandable that a person would do that on accident in a healthcare setting. It's a very bad mistake that shouldn't be happening. Um, you have to be more professional than that. But I could understand how it happens. That That's what I'm saying. Jones also says the population increases every year due to immigration. Every year, the total deaths should increase. Yeah. Our population is always growing and you do see that natural increase in deaths. So even I, I looked at the numbers prior to get context for a prior video. Generally each and every year we see increases of death from 10,000 ranging from say 10,000 to upwards of 80,000 in recent years. So even a hundred thousand increase wouldn't be outside the norm necessarily, but we might end the year lower. We'll have to see how the data come in. Uh, we'll see. Um, I'm sure the, uh, the powers that be will pad a few extra deaths in there when they get the chance. All right. I think we are uh, all set over on D live. Thank you guys for supporting the show. A couple quick refreshes and we'll call it a night. Much appreciated. Yeah, we're good on Streamlabs. Check out YouTube. Uh, one more on YouTube. Esoterica Unbound says, Lord willing, your next few Christmases are on track to be the best of your lives. Young kids are what it is all about. Don't let the madness of the age obscure the joy of life. Thanks and God bless you both. Well, what a great uh, note to end the night on, Esoterica Unbound. Thank you. I know um, I know Blonde shares that thought and appreciates it. And I know I can't wait to give my kids the sorts of uh, Christmas experiences that my parents gave me. That is, uh, that is the idea. That is the goal. That is the dream. And I don't care how crazy things get. I will not surrender my obligation to do that as a future father, uh, to all of the craziness of, and, um, the disappointment and the depression of the current day. So thank you guys for hanging out with us live tonight, trying to make sense and make some positivity of what was an absolutely bullshit nonsense year. And I guess we still have one more stream in this year to go uh, next week. We will be back on Sunday, of course, before the new year. But thanks for hanging out with us tonight and trying to create some Christmas spirit in the face of uh, all the nonsense. If you're uh, listening live, we appreciate you hanging out with us. If you're listening later on demand, thank you kindly as well. There's extra material on the audio platforms if you want more to listen to. They're linked in the description and they're on the website. You can email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We'll see you next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not me the press. It's Beauty and the Beta. Have a good night.